Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. Ace Podcast. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, we're talking the best in video games and pro wrestling for 2017. What we're looking forward to in the new year in pop culture. And another hit song from Plasma Z. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Happy New Year, everyone. We're back once again for another edition of the Pop Culture Cosmos show. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. First off, I want to wish everyone out there a blessed and happy and prosperous new year and an awesome 2018 for you from your friends right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos and especially to my good friend and fellow host, he is the man, the myth, the legend, among all man, the myths, and legends. He is the curator of Humanica Media and the guy to talk to when it comes to all the great podcasts that they have. It's Josh Peterson. Happy New Year, my friend. Just so you guys know, in post, Gerald is going to put a bunch of uh, poppers in there and fireworks, and there's going to be this huge show, uh, lots of special effects. He's going to just spend hours at his desk uh, working on that. So it's going to be pretty exciting, all right? I'm good, man. I think you're busy now. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up for failure. But, but anyways, uh, it's great to have you aboard, my friend, for another great year of Pop Culture Cosmos programming with the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse right here on so many different outlets, including Apple Podcasts, the Gunna Geek Network, the Tangibound Network, the ESO Network. Pod Chaser, my gosh, we're on over a dozen different podcast networks. And to each and every one of them, we truly say thank you for allowing us to be on the air and appreciate so much that you're allowing us into your homes. Everyone listening out there, just appreciate it so much indeed. Well, it's going to be a great program for you. We've got Billy Connolly from Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. He is standing by. He's going to talk the best in pro wrestling, not only best pro wrestlers, but also the best matches you need to go out of your way to see from 2017. Plus, Josh and I will be sharing our thoughts on what we're looking forward to this year in 2018 when it comes to pop culture, whether it's games, whether it's movies, or whether it's anything else. We'll share our thoughts on that. And also as well, we've got a great song coming up from Plasma C. But first, Josh, to wrap up our best of 2017 series, we've had a lot of great things going down. We've, we've shared our best of television with the TV ratings guide. And you want to check that out on last week's Pop Culture Cosmos. Also as well, we've shared our thoughts on the best in esports and also as well, the best in movies for 2017. And that was on the PCC Multiverse. 
I will say this. I did get a chance to see Coco, and that did get added onto my list, so I had to bump something off. If you want to check the official list for 2017, that is on the Pop Culture Cosmos website, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. So you want to see whether it falls off the good list or the not so good list as we share our thoughts on the best and worst in 2017. Or you can listen as well to the Pop Culture Cosmos channel and the PC Multiverse. We share our thoughts on the best movies and worst in movies as well. But right now we're talking video games. Josh, you especially dealing with the guys from the Super BS Gamescast on a week-by-week basis, you guys really got a chance to cover in depth all the great video games that are out there. Well, I want to say this was a solid year for video games. In fact, it was actually a very, very strong year for video games as far as 2017 is concerned. Not quite the best all time. I still think that's 2007, although Rob McCallum, as we had an argument on a previous episode, will differ from me on that. But still, with The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Persona 5, Divinity Original Sin 2, What Remains of Edith Finch, obviously PUBG making such a strong statement, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. So many different games that were released in 2017 made such a a collective mindset with gamers as far as great games to play what games in your mind stood out to you in 2017 yeah so i was actually wondering about this i know we did our top five and our we picked our game of the year on the super bs games cast uh you know if you look at the list and like the especially the games that we chose like if there weren't any nintendo titles on there it would have just kind of been a disappointing year because while we all played games, there weren't a lot besides Nintendo games on our list that were really super, uh, I guess, memorable. So like uh, my top five games of the year, I would have to say are Hellblade, Sasuna Sacrifice, and then I have Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed, Origins, and then the Uncharted game. And that's not really like, you know, Uncharted just fills a spot because I didn't play anything that was better than it. Well, I did ask around to a lot of other individuals, both that have been on the show and actually just listeners and fans out there in regards to their thoughts on the best video game of 2018. Just a lot to choose from out there. Uh, I know Super Mario Odyssey was very high with some. I know actually Divinity Original Sin 2 actually got a couple votes in there. Persona 5 was really strong as well. Horizon Zero Dawn was also very well thought of. But when all the dust settled, and I'll tell you what, I got more good feedback on this, and I got more votes on this than anything else. Without a doubt, you have to say that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild looks to be the clear-cut game of the year for this year in 2017 from most pundits, from most outlets, and also a lot of the other individuals that are out there that have described to us in detail in regards to what games that they liked the most this year in 2017. And I'll tell you what, it did help get the Nintendo Switch off to a very, very strong start. So you got to give it a lot of props for that. They've added DLC to it, which has made the game even better. So I want to ask you your thoughts on what The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has done for Nintendo Switch. 
after the Wii and Wii U, it, it didn't seem like there was a lot of uh, good faith with Nintendo. Yeah, their Zelda games were fun, but what was it? We got two original Zelda games on the previous consoles, and, you know, this game, it really, uh, I don't know, it kind of, in my eyes, kind of redefined it. Like, I had never felt the need to play a Legend of Zelda game from start to finish until I played this one, so it was, uh, it kind of took all of the great things about the game itself and really did it better, but at the same time, it showed off exactly what the Nintendo Switch was capable of. And if that game hadn't have come out at launch, there's a good chance that it wouldn't have performed as well as it did. But yeah, it, it's it's just a beautiful game and the way that it showcases the what the Switch can do. You can take it on the run and it's just, it, it never gets old. And from what I understand, even the story DLC is actually pretty good. So I think it's worth all the critical praise it got. The, uh, you know, the gaming mechanics are pretty simple and there's a lot to explore. There's a lot of mythology there, so you don't have to play previous Legends of Zelda to really understand what's going on. There's some puzzles there. There's, it's a very massive game. Like you zoom out and look at your map, it looks small, you know, and in the size and scope of like a Final Fantasy game, it's not, you know, nearly as big as that, but there's a lot to do and it's a lot of game and a lot of, uh, it's just fun. It's fun. You don't you play it. And you never really look at your look at the the clock or the time, and you don't just have to play the main quest. There's all kinds of other things to do. Uh, it's kind of the perfect game for a Nintendo console like that. And that's why I think it is the Pop Culture Cosmos video game of 2017. It definitely is the game of the year by a lot of people's standards. And I think the way that not only the aggregate scores from Metacritic and other outlets have put it on top, but also what we're seeing from other outlets. And just like I said, the feedback that we're getting as well. Gotta say it, congratulations to Nintendo for producing and obviously creating and developing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because it is the pop culture cosmos game of 2017. If you want to share your thoughts on the best video games of 2017, is it Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or is it something else? Please let us know. Share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, it's going to be a great episode we have for you indeed. We've got Billy Connolly from Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. He's standing by to talk the best in pro wrestling for 2017. Plus, also as well, Josh and I are going to be on the backside talking about well, some of the things we're hoping for in 2018 in regards to pop culture, some of the things we're excited about, some of the things we're looking forward to, and just our general thoughts. So definitely going to be a great show we have for you indeed. But first, we're going to kick it off with Plasma Z. He is back again. Elijah Harrison just been so great to us in 2017. He's kicking off the new year with one of our favorites, it's Supernova, and this is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Bye. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Have you ever wanted to listen to three failing screenwriters get absolutely hammered and talk about the best picture nominees from 1971? If so, we're the podcast for you. If not, well, there's a reason we called this show and the losers are. Every episode, two Yanks and one Englishman watch the best picture nominees from the past so you don't have to. And then we declare what film should have been the true winner. Season one of the 1970s is available now. We dig into the classics such as The Godfather, Zabriskie Point, and The Deer Hunter. Pump the brakes there, Prince's Die. Deplored him. Anyway, check out the show soon because, you know, it's only a matter of time before one of us dies of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, or a bar fight. Or diabetes. Eh, none of us are really at a healthy weight. I'm eating right now. You can find us at andthelosersare.wordpress.com. Or a local AA meeting. Or jail. And the Losers Are, a podcast about winners made by losers. And we're back with the program. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the program here today as part of our continuing series on the best of 2017 in pop culture. We've covered so many topics, but one pop culture topic we cannot forget is the awesome world of pro wrestling. And I know we usually have Mike Crockett or the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, stopping by, but they are out and about doing whatever it is that they love to do right now. So I was fortunate enough to send out some feelers and who should reply, but none other than the man, the myth, the legend. Well, one of them anyways, behind Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. You got to check it out today on Apple Podcasts and so many other different outlets. It's Billy Donnelly. What's going on, sir? What's going on, my man? Not much, not much. Just wrapping everything up right here in a wonderful 2017. We've got to have a list out there of the best pro wrestlers and also best pro wrestling matches to see out there. I know there's a lot of great contenders and not necessarily from the WWE. Is that correct? Um, I would venture to guess uh, or actually to say that most of it is not from the WWE. So I if, would say so as well. Yeah, so if, like, if you live inside that WWE bubble, I'm going to shatter it for you, and then you're going to thank me later as you move into 2018, realizing that there's so much else out there in the world for you to observe in the world of professional wrestling. There's New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, TNA, and so many other different independent outlets away from World Wrestling Entertainment. I've been a fan since the early 80s, so absolutely, if you if you are an extended fan, you are very well knowledgeable about all these other outfits and whatnot. But if you're not, like you said, you're here to inform the masses on the top wrestlers and also wrestling matches so and and like you said a lot of them will take place outside the wwe oh absolutely um get ready because there is going to be a lot of talk of new japan pro wrestling i know you've got a lot to talk about as far as the wrestlers and matches from all over but you you know i both know it starts and, and ends with new japan pro wrestling if they want to check out the best matches of 2017, and there were quite a few, although 
at being a longtime fan that I am, the eternal five-star system is now being defunct into a six-star, six-and-a-quarter-star system, which is now beyond ridiculous at this well, point see, in time. Well, see, I, I pay no attention to uh, to the quote-unquote Meltzer scale, which uh, I believe is is fairly ridiculous. Uh, I believe the top match of the year, as which I will get to in just a few minutes, on my sliding scale, my Billy Donnelly scale of excellence, actually received 48 million million three hundred and seventy five thousand stars so um that would just go to show you stars don't matter you can give them up uh completely arbitrarily and randomly and um they still paint the same picture so (laughs) don't put a lot of stock into other people's uh star systems when people say this is a really good match just go watch it and decide for yourself what were the matches that you feel are the must-watch matches of 2017? All right, so I got six for you in total, and and I'll and I'll work their way down. Usually, I don't give like a tie for the fifth spot, but considering that I had nothing from the quote-unquote WWE universe on my list to to start, I figured I would take like two matches and I jam them into the five spot just to satisfy people in that realm. One is definitely belongs on the list, I believe. But then there's one that for me is a personal favorite that I also just like made sure to tack on. So tied at number five, I think you got to go to NXT TakeOver Chicago, the match for the UK championship between Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. That is an excellent match that took place within the WWE universe. Uh, These two guys work tremendously, tell a good story within the match. So Bate and Dunne from TakeOver Chicago, that is a phenomenal affair. And then the other, the other one that I is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I thought this was the match of the May Young Classic. Uh, and this is the match between Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane. Check this match out. This is two women doing amazing things. Kyrie Sane uh, bursting onto the scene as sort of a, a prototypical babyface uh, on the NXT women's division as they sort of rebuild that leg of uh, of the brand um, with Asuka having moved on and a lot of the other women moving up as part of the women's revolution. And Bianca Belair is one of my favorites because she's been wrestling for all of like five whole minutes uh, and she is tremendous, uh, just sort of gets it physically gifted has a a a great heel persona around her so bianca belair versus Kyrie zane from the may young classic i believe that is a second round matchup if i'm not mistaken that to me was the match of the may young classic tournament which i personally thought was the best thing that the wwe had put together all year so those two matches from the wwe universe i cram them together into the five spot for people who like that wwe sort of style of wrestling i think that will satisfy them even though um, both matches are not prototypical wwe matches they're much more nxt matches so it is what it is those are the WWE choices, which people can easily find, but there are some great matches that people need to go out of their way to see. And so which are those matches that fill up the rest of your top, well, let's say top four at this point in time of 2017? Yeah, so I got four matches and they're all in New Japan Pro Wrestling because right now, I mean, 2017 was the year of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it, when you look at the matches that they put on week after week, month after month, 
there are some outstanding contests for you to go back and check into. So, so get ready. If you're not familiar with New Japan, uh, this is the time. Let me just add one one sort of caveat to it. As a result of of our podcast, um, when we sort of rebuilt it, Intelligent Wrestling Conversation earlier in the year, one of my main focuses was to sort of assign homework on a weekly basis, homework outside of the realm of what people normally would watch, so you could be exposed to other wrestling not that 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 just wasn't as easily consumable as the WWE. So a lot of credit to my to my my resident expert in chief, the great Tom Nix, uh, who who really turned me on to a lot of this wrestling and 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 really set me up over the course of of all the wrestling I'd watched uh, this year to become such a New Japan pro wrestling fan. So a lot of what we uh, what I'm going to go through here um, is a lot of what sort of he opened my eyes to, and now I'm going to uh, pay it forward and open up the eyes of other people uh, to see some of these matches as well. So the number four match on my list would be uh, Kazuchika Okada, better known as the Rainmaker. He is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And his match against Katsuyura Shibata at Sakura Genesis ultimately turned out to be Shibata's last match or what will ultimately become his last match after an injury he, he suffered during that contest. Um, that to me is, it epitomizes what New Japan Pro Wrestling is all about. So Okada versus Shibata from Sakura Genesis would be my number four match on the list. Moving down, number three uh, would be Tatsuya Naito versus Tanahashi and in the finals of the G1 climax this year Tanahashi is basically for for people who are unfamiliar with New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, he's kind of like the John Cena of New Japan Pro Wrestling just this real white meat baby face everybody loves him he does all these great things but now there's a little bit of an edge to him as well and Tatsuya Naito is really a guy who does not care he once was a sort of a, a, a baby face, a, a fan favorite, and really just sort of threw that part of his life away and does not care. And as a result of that, became a tremendous heel who the fans have now responded to because he doesn't care. So Naito versus Tanahashi is not exactly the, the greatest. I wouldn't say it was the highest build in the G1 Climax Finals. You had Okada Omega 3 in the G1 Climax Tournament. Kenny Omega and Juice Robinson had a tremendous match. Uh, there were a number of tremendous matches throughout the G1 Climax Tournament. But the, the finals... Uh, which is basically for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom briefcase, so to speak, the money in the bank, I guess, for the right to go on and main event at Wrestle Kingdom 12, Naito versus Tanahashi at the, the finals of the G1 Climax this year. I thought that was the number three match on my list, which then brings me to my top two, which are kind of neck and neck because... They are two tremendous affairs, and they both involve the same exact people, just in a different style of match. So the top two matches of the year by far are Okada versus Omega, Kazuchika Okada, once again, the Rainmaker, versus Kenny Omega, the Cleaner, at Wrestle Kingdom 11. And then they have a rematch a few months later at Dominion, which is Okada versus Omega 2. This is really a matter of taste. Different people like one or the other, and they're really not wrong. Uh, you can make a case for whichever one of those matches speaks to you more. 
But as far as I was concerned, I thought the initial match, Okada versus Omega 1 at Wrestle Kingdom 11, that is my number two match. This match, I believe, goes on for 47 minutes in total. It is a tremendous storytelling match. Really, ring psychology out the yin-yang for Okada versus Omega 1. This is a match where one of these participants does not even get to unleash their finishing move because a lot of the story around that match is if they hit that move and no one who has ever kicked out of it, then the match will be over. And so the fact that one of their moves is never even brought out in the first initial match says a lot about what you can do with a wrestling match without giving everything away to the fans. So that was that's that's a 47 minute classic which then leads to my number 1 match of 2017 which is Okada versus Omega 2 the sequel at Dominion. This is a 60 minute all-timer in which no one actually wins. But you won't care because you are so drawn in to everything that happens in the ring the back and forth the false finishes the late kickouts the ebb and flow of this match and it's 60 minutes and it doesn't feel like an hour it just sort of flies by and when it's over you feel incredibly satisfied uh just emotionally drained but I think that the sequel is better than, than the first match. And so for that, Okada versus Omega 2 at Dominion, that is my number one wrestling match of 2017. Once again, it is Billy Donnelly from Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. You got to check out their great podcast today on Apple Podcasts where he and Tom Nix, they go at it as far as giving you the insight into everything pro wrestling today. So you got to check it out. Intelligent wrestling conversation on Apple podcasts today and so many other outlets, I'm sure as well. And he's going to mention that just in case you, you want to check it out on any other format. Well, Billy, it comes down to the best wrestlers of 2017. And I know there's plenty to choose from that had very, very good years. But again, we're going to lean into a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. But there were some other surprises as well outside of it. But, you know, like, like you said, a lot of what went on in pro wrestling centered around New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, there are there are a number of of tremendous talents, and and I th- I mean I think the top three are really easy to to settle on. I don't really think that there's a conversation outside of them for for sort of wrestler of the year. I think when you get to the top three, a case can be made for any of them, and you would not be wrong. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made for any of the top three. Uh, I think it comes down to Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, and AJ Styles. Those are really the three best in the business, period. I, I, I don't think that, that you can you can make an argument for anyone outside of that trio and not sound completely insane. So, uh, so when it came for me, um, look, AJ Styles is a tremendous talent. He is truly phenomenal. It's not just a clever moniker. But I thought he did have a couple of weak spots here and there. Look, AJ Styles can carry anybody to a tremendous match. But let's not forget, like, he did have to wrestle Jinder Mahal for a while. And uh, and Jinder Mahal 
is not very good. Uh, and uh, and there were a couple of matches with, with Kevin Owens earlier in the year that I didn't think quite clicked, even though I know what AJ Styles is capable of and how good AJ Styles can make other people look. AJ Styles, for me, fell a little bit short of the top echelon, and as a result, I ranked AJ Styles third for 2017, which really goes back to where we started with match of the year, which is Okada and Omega, Omega and Okada. They had the two best matches of the year, hands down, and they are easily the two best wrestlers on the planet right now. Uh, So where do you go? Because the Rainmaker... Kazuchika Okada has been the IWGP heavyweight champion for all of the year. Uh, he has two losses to his credit, both in the G1 tournament, uh, one against Evil and the other one against Kenny Omega. And he has a, a impressive win at the beginning of the year at the biggest show of New Japan, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11, uh, against Kenny Omega. And the other one, he took him to a 60-minute draw. So... By that, he's one oh, he's one one and one against Kenny Omega, which means Kenny Omega is one one and one against Kazuchika Okada. But when I really came down to picking my top wrestler uh, of 2017, it came down to a T-shirt, uh, and and that was the impact that Kenny Omega has had in making New Japan a a, a viable brand. Uh, in bringing them over to the United States, in making the Bullet Club really sort of part of the vernacular. That was, to me, the X factor in deciding between Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega. Because I hate to break it to you, but Kazuchika Okada has t-shirts that are just the worst. Every Kazuchika Okada t-shirt is horrible. For a guy who is just awesome, who has money that rains down from the ceiling when he comes to the ring, his t-shirts are just hot garbage. And so you get deducted points for that on my scale of excellence. Uh, So even though he is still the current reigning IWGP heavyweight champion, I ranked the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada second for 2017. uh, And I put the cleaner Kenny Omega at number one on my list. I thought that Omega just did a lot, not just, once again, for the Bullet Club, for New Japan. I thought he helped build a lot of talent within New Japan Pro Wrestling. His match with with Ishii uh, in the finals of the the G1 uh, G1 special in USA, I thought was absolutely tremendous. Uh, He helped give a rub to Juice Robinson along the way. Every single match that Kenny Omega has been in this year has looked ultra competitive. And when the match was over, whether he won or lost, Everyone walked out of that match looking better than they did when they walked in. So so for that, I think uh, Kenny Omega, who also has the best knee in wrestling with that heat trigger knee, which is just cringeworthy and brutal, Kenny Omega is my top wrestler of 2017, period. On behalf of Hot Topic, it will let you know that your check is in the mail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I have my own Bullet Club shirts uh, at home. I have a Bullet Club shirt. I have a Villain Club shirt. And all of this is really uh, part of what the Bullet Club uh, has put together. They do everything on a totally different level. And people love that about them because they're just 
they're, they're craving something different. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull and Cody Rhodes and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny and, and Bad Luck Fale and everybody who's involved with the Bullet Club, they're giving it to them. And, and, and I think right now people are looking for something uh, a little bit outside of what the WWE is doing. And, uh, and right now, New Japan is the perfect place for you to find it. Those are some great thoughts indeed on the world of pro wrestling. And mind you, there's still so much to choose from outside of the WWE and New Japan as well with Ring of Honor, Total Nonstop Action, Lucha Libre all over the place in Mexico with AAA and whatnot. There's still so many different outlets that you can get your wrestling fix. Lucha Underground is coming back for another year as well. So there, there's so many different outlets that you can find and get your wrestling fix out there that even in a WWE-dominated market. And, of course, the WWE Universe with the WWE Network can still give you a lot to choose from as well. Well, Billy, before we got to go, I want to ask you exactly about why Intelligent Wrestling Conversation is one of the premier places to go in regards to wrestling talk on the internet today. Because we're intelligent. I mean, it's right there in the title. We're not fanboys. We're not smart marks. We're not fantasy bookers. We're not sitting there just complaining about things. We're not railing for an hour about how much John Cena or Roman Reigns sucks or how they can't wrestle uh, or how horrible they are. We try to put everything within context and, and offer up some perspective on why things happen, whether or not things work. And why it matters, like why you should pay attention to certain things or view thing or, or, or take a different viewpoint for how you watch professional wrestling. We don't recap Raws and sit there for 90 minutes and tell you about the show you just watched. We don't do that for SmackDown. The only thing that we will sort of break down are pay-per-views. The rest of it is... Let's talk about larger issues in the WWE. Let's talk about what matters. Let's talk about why you should be paying attention to certain things and what it is that you really should know to be an intelligent wrestling fan. So, so that it is not, it's once again, it's also not just a clever title. We want it to be people who, who talked about wrestling uh, in a smart way, um, not just in a fanboy complaining way. And the IWC are, are, are sort of, Anagram, it, uh, yeah, we, we, we did that on purpose to sort of poke fun at the IWC. So, haha, we took it and we owned it in your face. Very, <laughs> very funny indeed. That was petty, but whatever. I can exactly, exactly. But I will ask, where can people find it? I know I've mentioned Apple Podcasts, there's, but there's got to be more outlets where they can go ahead and get your outstanding programming. I mean, look, you can find it basically wherever you get your podcast from iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Blueberry, you name it, we're there. Just do a search for Intelligent Wrestling Conversation and then subscribe to the podcast. You know, click that little button so that you don't have to search ever again. They just get hand-delivered to you, whatever device you set them up on. So this way you never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode uh, until the end of time uh, or when the asteroids come. So subscribe to it and then rate it. Rate, Give us five stars for amazing five-star effort. If it's one star because you don't like it, just save that and give it to somebody else. And then, and then while you're there, also just review the podcast. Just jot down some words. Tell other people why we're so amazing and awesome so that they can learn why we're so amazing and awesome. And, uh, and then they tell their friends and so on and so on, you know, just like the commercial was years and years ago. So, yeah, we're available basically wherever it is that you can find us. 
And then, you know, follow us on social media. So on Twitter, at the IWC Show is the official Twitter handle of Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. And my Twitter handle, so at Infamous Kid, uh, two Ds at the end, K-I-D-D, at Infamous Kid for all my random ramblings and musings. Now in, uh, I believe, 280 characters. So I don't even have to limit myself or uh, or condense my sentences. So now it it speaks uh, a little bit. It, flo- it flows a little bit better than it used to. Awesome. Those are some great ways to get a hold of you and obviously listen to your outstanding show. Billy Donnelly from Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. You got to check out their programs for a deeper, in-depth coverage of the world of professional wrestling. Tell you what, Billy, it's been a pleasure having you on and such a great conversation on the best pro wrestlers and pro wrestling matches of 2017. I'd love to have you on again at some point in time on the show is, you know, when your schedule allows it, it just definitely has just been awesome talking to you about everything pro wrestling. See, the intelligence is infectious. I hope it stays with me, but we'll see. But again, it's been great having you on the program, Billy, and I truly appreciate you being part of the pop culture cosmos. Very dark, very quick is a delicious talk and variety show. Squished around interviews with a side order of skits, a double heaving of characters, and hot steaming weirdness. Each episode, Mike and Aaron order up a new topic and serve it up to you as the Blue Plate Special Du Jour. You can catch Very Duck Very Quick on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and blogtalkradio.com. Very Duck Very Quick is a member of the Astro Panda Network. Vegan friendly, MSG and GMO free. And we're back to close out the show. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. I want to make sure everybody knows out there on the latest Gunna Geek podcast, the crew gets excited as Alexa has finally hit Canada, the Battlefront 2 saga, the first Flat Earth conference, and a whole lot more. That's the official Gunna Geek podcast, episode 216, right now on the Gunna Geek Network. I know Josh has his own network. It's called Humanica Media. So, Josh, what's going on with your awesome channel known as Humanica Media? All kinds of good stuff. We have a new topic apocalypse episode dropping tonight, and that will be the last one till after New Year. You can catch, you still catch the Christmas episodes of What About This? And I'm sure there's another one I forgot to mention. Uh, there's a new Inside Sports that just went up yesterday. And then. Yeah, that's actually it right now. So I'm sorry. I kind of built that up and then uh, didn't deliver on the goods. <laughs> totally caught me off guard with that. Just, I was expecting this long run of shows that you got because you got What About This, Inside Sports, Super BS, Topicocalypse, and you usually got like one or two shows that you're like brewing in the background. Also, what? Guardians of the Geek, is that still alive and well? Or Yeah, the guys uh, sent me a text about that, so we'll see if they pull through with that one. Uh, there is a new, there's a special BS, Super BS coming out next week, and it's, uh, we actually sat around a table last night playing Numenera and drinking beers, so uh, you know that should be interesting. Yes, indeed it should, so got to check that out. It's definitely going to be a can't-miss episode, and that's on all the available Humanic Media channels available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and YouTube. You want to check that out. Or just like the Facebook or Twitter 
handles for Humanican Media, and they'll give you all the updates right there for you. And you get all the 411 from Josh himself and all the great things going on in Humanican Media. So Josh, there's a lot to look forward to this year in 2018, because that's when this is going to air. So it's the start of the new year and everything's looking bright and rosy and there's going to be a lot of great things coming down in pop culture so i'll start off with you josh got a lot to choose from video games comic books movies television whatever you want to talk about what are you excited for in 2018 in pop culture uh there's a lot of good movies i'm noticing that are coming out so you have you know, just to name a few, we have a new Jurassic Park, Avengers Infinity War, we have Han Solo, Ready Player One, Deadpool 2 is coming out, and there's Ant-Man, Fantastic Beast has a sequel coming out, um, you know, New Pacific Rim, possibly Venom, who really knows when that's going to come out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a few others that I'm missing here, but yeah, it's just, it's looking to be a really good year for movies, and they're spaced they're spaced enough so you, we're not going to go through any quarter of the year without something good to watch. And that's what I think this year really suffered from was all the good movies came out at one point and they came out at another point. There's nothing sprinkled in between to keep us going to the movies. So of all that stuff, all the list you talked about with all the great movies that are coming down the pike, is there any one, two, or maybe three in particular you want to focus on and just break down why they're endearing to you so much and you gets you excited for going to see those films this year? Yeah, I mean, normally I would say Jurassic World, but I'm not really that excited about this movie. Like, I saw the trailers and everyone was stoked on it, but, like, it really has a story that I don't really care that much about. You know, I don't care about the uh, volcanoes and saving the dinosaurs. It, it, it looks like a disaster movie with dinosaurs, that's all. But I am really stoked about Avengers Infinity War because this is this is like five or six years, possibly more, of movies all culminating into this grand finale. Or I guess Avengers 4 would be the grand finale, but it's all coming together. The, the end is beginning with this movie, and that is really exciting because we're finally getting to see the payoffs of all the storylines, all the stuff we did like, all the stuff we didn't like, all the characters, the the sometimes hard to watch parts in Captain America's Civil War, we're finally going to understand how it all comes together and why they did the things they did. And I could not be more excited about it. You know, and then we go off to uh, Ready Player One looks awesome because it has all the stuff that, you know, like I was into as a kid. I'm sure some of the stuff that you were into uh, all these different. Oh, they are more. Mo they're actually probably modernizing a little more. They're still dabbling in '70s and '80s pop culture into it. But I noticed right off the bat on those trailers, they're adding more relevant pop culture to your time frame, aka '90s, early that 2000s, that type of deal as well. Right, right, and they're even catering to you know audiences who are around like younger kids now who like with the overwatch stuff and all that and like it it looks like it's just going to be a great movie and i i want to know more about it i haven't ever like picked up the book i've been meaning to but it looks like something that could be that really could define a generation of moviegoers and like for that like this could be Sp like this spielberg like it could be his biggest work that you know we've seen since Jurassic Park. So like, I'm super excited about that. And then finally, oh, do you, you want to have anything to add? 
Yeah, first off, you need to read the book. You need to read the book. I know, I want to, I want to. Before it comes out, you definitely need to read the book. That's why I made that statement, because it actually references a lot of previous pop culture in the book. And I understand, and I'm fully agreeable on modernizing it for a today audience as well. But when you read the book, even though the book was not made in the far past, it was made recently within the past 10 years, it still touches on predominantly 80s pop culture in the book. So I'm actually happy to see it touching on other decades of pop culture as opposed to just sticking to one general area, even though the 80s is basically when that's my generation. I'm still happy to see that a lot of stuff from the 90s and 2000s going forward that is in there as well. So you need to read the book. Everybody out there, you need to read the book by Ernest Klein. Actually, they've talked about him writing a sequel. So I'm hopeful that that will take place. But I know they're adding in a character to it. So I want to see how this character being added into it that wasn't in the book, if it detracts or if it adds to the actual movie. I'm, I'm interested to see that as well, to see how that plays out. But uh, definitely, people have got to check out Ready Player One. I know you, there was a one more that you were talking about that you were excited for as well, and you wanted to expound on that? Yeah, yeah, the Fantastic Beast sequel, because I know a lot of people, like it was it was a pretty good movie, but a lot of people came out with a not liking the first one very much, and the first one felt really like a standalone story. And so I guess I'm curious to see how they're going to open up a whole new series of movies, uh, you know, what Johnny Depp's part is going to be, if he's going to, you know, be worthy of the faith that J.K. Rowling put into him. And uh, what's it, David Yates? Yeah, because we're they're trying to ride that Harry Potter high, but the Harry Potter high, like, yes, it's a cultural phenomenon still, but, like, the enthusiasm, I think, as you, if you try to recapture the enthusiasm of the original trilogy and you fail at it, people are going to be less and less willing to give your next movie a chance. So that's my big fear with this. So... I mean, I hope that it's good, but like I, right now I'm not holding the standards too high, but I do want to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it and being able to make that judgment call. I told you off camera that I wasn't really a fan of the Harry Potter franchise. I know, <gasps> pop culture cosmos guy, but I have read it. I've seen some movies. I've read parts of the, uh, of the series and whatnot. So but I'm still not a fan, a big, huge fan of it. I haven't been converted over. I haven't been endeared to the Harry Potter franchise, even though my family is just absolutely in love with the Harry Potter experience. They're big fans of it. I wish I could get into it more. I'm going to try to do so. In fact, we're, we're going to try and get into a lot more of it here in the near future, hopefully. But I want to talk about Fantastic Beasts because that was something I actually really liked. I thought it was a cool experience. And maybe if this is a precursor to the Harry Potter series, maybe that will help people like me actually get into the Harry Potter series more that, that haven't embraced it for whatever reason. So I'm hopeful that this sequel in the Fantastic Beasts series will prove out to be something worthwhile and help build that foundation for those not only in the Fantastic Beast world, but will also help even clarify and even make more attractive the Harry Potter universe to those who haven't fully embraced it yet, like myself. So I'm, I'm hopeful that will happen as well. So 
Anything else that was on your docket as far as what you're looking forward to in 2018? No, I mean, you know, we're not going to get another season of Game of Thrones till 2019, it looks like. And I'm not really like into the TV show scene anymore. You know, as for video games, I'm hoping to see, really hoping to see Borderlands 3 make its debut before 2018 ends, and as well as a some kind of Halo game, because it's been two years now since Halo 5, three years since Halo 5. And yeah, it's the the last one kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So I want to like get back into it and I want to give them the praise that I'm hoping they deserve. But other than that, like I'm obviously there's another Star Wars movie coming out. We'll see if that cleanses the palate of uh, Last Jedi. But I'm sure there'll be more stuff as I look into it a little more. But uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'll start off with Red Dead Redemption 2. That is something I'm definitely excited to see. I'm sorry to see it get bumped, but I'm, I'm hopeful that a Red Dead Redemption 2 in 2018 will rock the socks off people and become that next marquee game for Rockstar, just like GTA 5 and the whole GTA series has been such a tremendous boon for them. And the Red Dead Redemption that came out in 2010, I want to say 2011, that game was truly a, a good hit for them as well. So definitely looking forward to seeing what they can cook up with Red Dead Redemption 2. And I know we'll be talking about that in the months to come regarding that game as well. I know you didn't want to do predictions, but... I'm kind of hoping for an Elder Scrolls. I think it's about time. I'll tell you what, Skyrim for them has been like this wet towel, and they've just been wringing it dry and wringing it dry for the past six years. It's still being used in Nintendo Switch and PlayStation VR commercials that air recently. And the game is six years old. They've been brilliant as far as how they've marketed it and how they've been able to keep that game alive for so many years. And you could, they're still trying to sell it for $60 and they're still able to get away with selling it for $60 in some platforms, and even though in others, if it's low as 15, but we won't talk about that part of it. But they've been brilliant as far as how they've been able to market it out. But I think it is time for a new installment in the Elder Scrolls series as far as not just the Elder Scrolls online element. I'm talking about a full-fledged, blown-up Elder Scrolls. And I, I think that's what I'm hoping, anyways, will come to fruition this year. Because it's too early for Fallout 5, so I definitely think that Elder Scrolls will... We'll hopefully see the light of day this year at some point in time. I'm very excited to, like I said, see Red Dead Redemption 2 on the way. Detroit Becoming Human, that is also something I'm pretty excited for as well. I know there's a, a lot of other great stuff on the way, and we'll be talking about that in the world of video games. As far as movies, Ready Player One, I already mentioned already how that could become a, a really big hit. And... You know, we were talking about Steven Spielberg movies. We've totally not talked about the post that came out over the holiday break and something that still in the, you know, here this year could still do very well as far as award season comes about with Tom Hanks and also as well Meryl Streep in that movie. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But Ready Player One could be a very big hit for Steven Spielberg. And I'm hoping that will be the case also as well. I'm looking forward to the solo movie. 
I want to see what what if it's going to be like a grease fire because of, of what Ron Howard had to deal with and taking over as far as that project is concerned from the guys who made the Lego movie, or if it's going to be something very cohesive and also very fun to watch. Han Solo is my favorite Star Wars character. I've made no bones about it. I've just truly enjoyed his trek through the Star Wars universe. Very was very sad, but very understanding why he left the way he did in The Force Awakens. So I'm very happy to see some semblance of his character. And I definitely want to see what this new reimagining of the Solo character, a predecessor, obviously, to what he did in the Star Wars movies, how that will play out. I want to see, uh, obviously, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. want to see how that will work out as well how the Millennium Falcon came to be, uh, just all that good stuff. So I'm really excited to see Solo as it comes out here in 2018, which still stands in late March, but I, I have a feeling that since we haven't seen the trailer, I'm still on the edge as far as whether or not it's going to come out that soon because of what's going on with The Last Jedi. If a trailer comes out soon, then obviously that's going to be the, the case uh, and it's still going to come out, but could be bumped back to some point later in the year, but we'll have to wait and see how that works out. So I'm still excited to see Solo. Obviously, Infinity War as well. As you explained, all these years since Iron Man and Incredible Hulk in 2008, 2009, what this has led up to right now as far as this movie being the first part of a two-part telling as far as a lot of the questions get answered to who survives who's going forward is going to be with the marvel series is it the end for captain america iron man black widow and and others we'll have to find out and part of it will be told in infinity war so i'm definitely excited to see that and and a lot a lot of more great stuff as well you know i'm just Fantastic Beasts, like I said, is also a great one to look out for. But there's there's so many other great things to look out for. I want to ask everybody out there, what are you excited to see in pop culture in 2018? We want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Plus also as well, PopCultureCosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook and Twitter as well. So Josh, we're now in 2018. What are you looking forward to for Humanic and Media? What are you looking forward to for Pop Culture Cosmos? I know I, I want to say again that we will be coming back on the airways with the Podcast Radio Network here in the month of January. So we're definitely looking forward to that and getting that uh, audience back in. But anybody who stuck with us listening to all of our shows on Apple Podcasts or on one of our other dozen podcast networks, we truly thank you as well. But Josh, what are you uh, looking forward to in 2018 when it comes to Pop Culture Cosmos or Humanica Media? I am looking forward to E3. That was a uh, that was a big event for us, and that was pretty cool. We got a lot of great uh, stuff. I'm hoping to get more interviews this year. You know, get some more content out there, and I'm just I'm looking forward to growing the podcast more. Like I know between Pop Culture Cosmos and Humanica, where we're kind of uh, you know still climbing so i'm you know and that's thanks to you guys the fans but we're i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh how much bigger we can make it in the future and you know where where it goes where time will take us and you know hopefully we get some more uh coverage and events out there for you guys and 
what about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, again, I want to say thank you to everyone out there who listened to us on the Podcast Radio Network. We were the number one show on the Podcast Radio Network for the year of 2017. We had more listeners than any other show on the network, and it's all because of you. We're hopeful that 2018 will end up in a similar fashion. Plus, we're looking to add more networks to to help make easier for people to listen to our great show and also as well the PCC Multiverse and Humanica Media we're always on the lookout to add those networks that are want our stuff as well. So definitely looking forward to that and getting more friendly faces as far as people who want to go ahead and listen to our great things in pop culture. So that's just basically what we're what what's going on. You know, just excited for a great 2018. We got nominated last year for Discover Pods Award, which totally came out of left field for us, and truly thankful and blessed. And hopefully similar great things will happen for us in 2018 as well. But definitely it's all because of you that we do this and we truly want to thank you. And for everyone out there who has listened to us, again, we wish you a safe and prosperous 2018. Just want to make sure before we head on out, thank you so much for listening. And also as well, give a big thanks to Billy Conley from Intelligent Wrestling Conversation. You got to check out his podcast today on Apple Podcasts and other great audio outlets. Listen to his show each and every week for all the great intelligent wrestling conversation there as well. So definitely a big shout out to him for filling in for Mike and Brian of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the best in pro wrestling on 2017. And also as well, I want to thank Elijah Harrison, also as well, Chad from Hyperschmidt, Warren Fernandez, and Moy Navarro for all the music that they provided to us in 2017. Thank you so much. We don't say enough about uh, what great things you guys are cooking up. So if you want to check out their great stuff, check out Chad and Hyperschmidt today on, on his YouTube channel. Check out Elijah Harrison on SoundCloud and check out Warren Fernandez on Bandcamp. Definitely some great music indeed. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful year in paradise right here in the pop culture. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. There you go. The pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And again, like Josh said, Happy New Year, everyone. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos as a special treat. We're adding a bonus episode, which starts right now. So sit back and relax as you enjoy more awesome goodness from the Pop Culture Cosmos family. And stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Super. Super.
Hello, Ukraine, right? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> we have a listener in Ukraine. Get that reach. Oh, really? We do have a listener oh, from the yeah. Ukraine. Uh, the rest of our listeners are in China and, <laughs> and or are us. <laughs> Good, yeah. We predominantly have Chinese listeners. We do have a lot of Chinese listeners. Uh, welcome, listeners. Um, this is the 31st episode of Super BS. We have a very special guest on tonight with us. His name is... Hi, I'm Mark Batstone. Ooh, Mark Batstone. Yeah. You mean Mark Bankstone. Mark, Mark Bankstone. Bankstone. <laughs> As known by no circles. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's the main uh, circle, circle meets the care. square. Circle of life. <laughs> circle meets the square. So uh, we got Marky here tonight uh, spinning yeah. it with us. We're really happy to have him. Been a long time in the happy making. Happy to be here, of course. He is taking the place of uh, Jank Jankerson, the professor, and uh, Donna, the the Donna. That's what we call him now. <laughs> Donna the Donna. The lady Madonna. Donna the Donna. Donna the dead. Donna's Donna actually the a dead. doctor. That's good. Donna, Dr. Donna, you're Dr. right. Dr. Donna. Excuse yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so they're out tonight, and uh, who's this sitting across from me? Uh, this is uh, Professor Brank Broderson from uh, DeVry <laughs> University. Um, I'm here to give you guys a scripture blessing of the animals upon you. Wow, so, thank you for that. I love the animals. Okay, uh, it's very nice. Um, not rehearsed, so thank you. Blessings. Uh, this is Dank Bank. I will be uh, Stank Banking the Crank Swank tonight. Amen. Just uh, okay. Running you through the show. Uh, first, though, I have a special request from um, Professor Brian Bregner, who has asked me to do some house cleaning matters with you guys. Right? Is Hooray. that the correct term? House cleaning. House cleaning is house how cleaning? it's known in the Ukraine, I China, it's and the U.S. <laughs> if it's house cleaning or housekeeping, it's, it's, it's house definitely housekeeping. Uh, no one's ever heard of housekeeping. Okay. It's an <laughs> idiot's term. Brian said house cleaning one time, and I never let him forget it. Oh, and you never let me forget it because it's the right <laughs> way to say As it. As you should. All right, some house sweeping items. Um, first, we want you guys to rate and review the show. We, we thrive on those comments. We love to hear what your thoughts are on the show, ways to improve it, et cetera. Um, actually, just say nice things because we're very sensitive on the show. Just kidding. Um, also, we have some social media things going. Please find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Uh, and then also send us an email at superbscast at gmail.com. That would be legit. Okay, now that we got all that fun, boring stuff out of the way, let's get to some boring, fun stuff, a.k.a. Brian, why don't you tell me what you've been playing this week? Actually, do you want Thank to Thank you, Brian. <laughs> that was great. You might want to save me for last. I oh. think I might have played the most stuff, so I might okay. have oh, yeah. I might have Dr. Donna levels to talk about you with, okay? Oh my uh, god. I'm going to go Are you going to talk about past. games? I'm going to be collecting those moons, I guess. <laughs> I'm collecting moons, I'm collecting Egypt, I'm collecting it all. I'm doing it. Okay. So let me uh let me hit you guys back at the end with that sweet justice. Okay. Well, um Marky, how about you uh, hit us up on that on those gamings? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. These these past couple of months, I've been uh, focusing pretty much on my MOBAs. Um, Your MOBAs? So, uh, I know you're not a big fan, but oh. League of Legends is the... Uh, Dave is the only person on this podcast to actually hate MOBAs. Yeah. <laughs> All the rest of us are profound MOBA lovers. Uh, wait a second. Well, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I think we're on the opposite sides of the fence for this one, though. Because uh, you're, you're in a Han? Was that it? I'm a Dota, Dota and a Han fan. Dota and Han, yeah. And Dota too, but but mostly Dota and one and Han. Yeah. I and I appreciate the law. I I, I dabbled in the law for, mm -hmm. for some time, but um, anyways, why don't you tell me you've been you've been lolling it up lately? Yeah. Well, I've got a group uh group of coworkers. We're the War Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm the worst one, but the it's, worst uh, worst one. The worst one. Um, and uh, who do you main as? 
Uh, well, we we mostly play as uh, random, ARAM, all random, all mid. Um, so I, I tend to do better as tanky ones that kind of take the back line. That's when my team is happiest is when I'm like – have a lot of health and, and hang back and don't do anything. Um, but <laughs> who's your favorite character to play? Uh, well, probably probably Blitzcrank actually, because then I can hang back with my crew. He's and the big shield dude, right? With the no, poison. No, he's a, he's a robot that oh, just yeah. grabs people and yanks them back to the team, so everybody else right. can. If you guys haven't played the game, it's pretty much like a tower defense thing where uh, I don't know your team of five people versus their team of five people, and you're kind of destroying your way into the enemy base, um, and. Uh, yeah, well, we we've been playing this for I don't know, probably for a couple days. of years now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. League of Legends has been around for a long time. It's been now. around for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah. Kind of, I'm definitely casual. Definitely the worst person on the team, but have fun playing and hanging out with. He's people being on humble. He's They're being humble. pro esports. They've yeah, been yeah. knocking it against evil geniuses. They go mm. up against Cloud Nine. Yeah. yeah, Cloud Nine. I mean, I'm a yeah second row, yeah substitute for SKT. <laughs> That's why we went down. If you saw me, if you saw me, I was on the uh, the downside of the losing team of the finals that happened. Did you guys see any of that? I they didn't know. okay. So esports is no joke right now. Mm. Like they had where the Olympics happened in China a couple of years ago in the uh, bird's nest. They rented out that whole thing, filled the stadium, and they had esports playing there for league of legends they had a league of legends tournament it was a league of legends world championship like to a packed outdoor stadium that they had all the olympic players at it was just crazy. crazy to watch yeah they have the drum uh people <laughs> i know that they're the 800 drivers <laughs> yeah did cartman wake up in a sweat like <laughs> the chinese <laughs> going to his local pf chang <laughs> uh well thank you mark yeah you, yeah you play anything else or just working on your mobs game no i've, I've been other than that i've been been regretting that uh i let nathan bar my orange box so i need to get that back from him oh yeah i mean half-life 2 and portal and stuff like that portal 2 is a great one um i don't know i kind of i kind of i tend to to circulate back to the stuff that i like but i will watch uh i don't know funny fun or funny videos like players that i like to every now and then on like twitch or youtube or something like oh, that yeah too, so. I, I stream too yeah. watch some streaming i mean i don't stream I, I, i'm a pro streamer so yeah. you guys know that yeah right yeah, that's everybody's know that. What have you been playing, my bro? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought I was moderating tonight. I'll be asking I'm the questions. I'm gonna cut in. Uh, Dave, what are you playing tonight? Oh, thanks, oh, Dave. Oh, I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Dave impression? Yeah. It's a little too good. Okay. Well, a little too spot on, if you know what I mean. Uh, I've just been playing Brian's favorite game, Donna's favorite game, uh, the old World of Warcraft. We mm. love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everyone knows we love, there's two things that SuperBS was built on. That is MMOs. Mm -hmm. Specifically, uh, Donna's mentioned how much he loves the art style and lore <laughs> associated with Blizzard mm -hmm. uh, multiple times. Multiple and, times a day. Uh, we, you know we love esports and MOBAs. Uh, we don't think it's a joke. We love VR too. Sorry. That's the triad. Okay, you're, Mobile games. you're saying we, but there are multiple people on the show who have different opinions uh, than the, original, the loudest people on the show. The original so you know. loud members <laughs> who created based on the good word of Final Fantasy 15 uh -huh, uh -huh. loved it. Also, speak Madden. <laughs> Madden. Although one of our most interesting shows had been about Madden. I in think my I heard opinion. that one. Yeah, one my brother that's was why on. It's he came on. very prepared. Yeah, and he almost yeah, he sold did. me on Madden. He and, almost did. And then I thought about it. Tom actually Never is a rep for uh, Frostburn or whatever that engine is. 
Frostbite. Frostbite. <laughs> Frostburn. Oh, man. Dude, you're glad Donna's not here. Lol references in there. Yeah. So, wow, wow references. I, I, well, oh, Frost, Frostburn's also a Han reference. Oh, Oh, nice. New well, yeah, not you wouldn't know that. I'm just letting you know. What have you been doing in WoW? Okay, so playing that WoW, repping that mage. Uh, that pacifist run going. Mm-hmm, getting a pacifist uh, <laughs> WoW run going. <laughs> the only experience I get is from discovering new cities. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty so slow go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty well-traveled, but as far as uh, being an asset in combat, I'm just worthless. So mm-hmm. where are you on your mage test? You get your mount yet? I got my mount yesterday, actually. It's really hard. That's level 40. Yeah, it's actually level 20. Um, nah, don't believe in that. Okay, cool. Well, um, in WoW, when you play it, uh, things are different now than when they were 20 years ago when you played. You don't just turn them into a sheep and run the other way? No. Um, I, just, I just blow stuff up, throw some ice cubes at it, call it a day. Things, are so, nah. things die so easily in that game now. It's, it's pretty... So where's Pretty all mindless. the mad PvP on STV happening? The mad PvP? Okay, well, you just said the only location like, <laughs> that it could possibly be, so I guess STV. And um, still 40 on 40s out the no, beach, man, right? That's, there's, there's no world PvP anymore. All the PvP, you just queue up uh, for the battleground person or whatever. Actually, you don't even need to do that anymore. You just queue up for battlegrounds while sitting AFK and Orgrimmar. That's all you need to do. Um, so that's gone. And like I said, if a couple weeks ago on the Blizzard episode, I'm really hoping that the new expansion sort of revitalizes that dead scene of open world PvP. Hmm. Make all WoW right. great again. No one else has played games, so Mark, <laughs> why don't you tell me again? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Brian, tell me about games you've been okay, playing. Okay, I'll unleash it on you dudes. I am almost done with Super Mario Odyssey. I'm at 875 moons. I'm Dang. at the point where there's only 999 moons in the whole game, and most of those you have to get through buying them. That's too many. What? Get through <laughs> yeah. buying them? Yeah, so it is It is one of the worst things about Mario Odyssey is that so some people don't want to go out and get the moons, so they allowed people to buy moons in the game to kind of like bypass that in case they want to just see the late game content. But they cost a lot of coins or something? They're a decent amount of coins. It's not like that expensive, but the problem is I think you can buy your way to 999 without getting all the moons you need to get to 999 mm-hmm. and there aren't even enough moons in the game to get to 999 without buying oh moons. so you must buy you have a to buy, buy moons okay at least at least at least 90 i think and is this Wait, in-game what? currency what? yeah wow. yeah it's all in-game currency but i mean Scam. the only thing you get <laughs> the only thing you get for 999 moons is like there's a big hat thing in this game where you're, you know, spoilers, spirit hat. Yeah, the first second of the game, <laughs> they introduce that. And so I believe the hat is on a famous castle in the game. That is a spoiler that I won't say much more. And that's like Sleeping the reward. Beauty's castle. Sleep- a famous castle. A famous castle. Sleeping Beauty's castle mm. is uh, nice. That probably looks really cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm almost at the point where I'm about to give up because the only moons left to get are like. Jump a rope. I was which about we've to ask you about. if you did jump rope yet. <laughs> I tried four more times. I just I can't. Four more uh, times. It's so many. Times. I saw my roommate playing that. Yeah, he was uh, he was jump roping and yeah, it's it, terrible. How far did he get? Do you remember? Um, no, I was I was just in the kitchen as this was happening. So Spirit I was killing him, bypassing. Yeah, yeah, smashing glasses just, to distract him. He was, doing, <laughs> he was on a roll, and I would just like knock something over. If you can get to seventy jump rope things, you are a chief of gaming. Like I don't even know how you do that. How like, high have you gotten, Brian? 60 or something it's okay it's, it's really really hard. like it's by luck that i got to 60 <laughs> like at some point it just becomes pure dumb luck <laughs> like you you were supposed to jump by hey anyways i don't want to keep going over that the other game i played uh, i actually played two more 
Assassin's Creed Origins, which mm, we've talked cool. about on the show, and it's really yeah. cool. It is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't For ha- an Assassin's Creed game or just good? I just think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I like most of the Assassin's Creed games. I don't love them, mm-hmm. but I think this one is definitely the, one of the more interesting ones because it takes place in Egypt. Like, it's it's just different. The last few games have all been, like, Renaissance Europe, pretty much, and yeah. the one Civil War one, which, or not Civil War, Revolutionary, Revolutionary War. War should have been the best was like the worst why game. should it have been the best because hmm. it's such a cool time period because patriots are a really good movie yeah. no i just revolutionary america is like really interesting you know like he's crossing yeah. paths with thomas jefferson ben franklin hmm. george washington just like in history the one guy <laughs> you know this it does sound like it could have been cool it wasn't good though just because oh, gameplay and stuff like yeah that. it took like eight hours to get to the beginning point of the game where you then had to like hunt a bunch of bears which wasn't fun hmm. oh, but anyway was the so pirate one fun it was black sailor i've heard, the, or I've heard like that, that. great black flag black flag yeah yeah i saw a little bit of that it looks really fun like i have no doubt i won't finish this game Mm -hmm. because all assassin's creed games are way too long they're all like 50 to 60 hour games and like you and that's if you just mainline the story Mm -hmm. like if you don't do the side quests yeah they're all crazy long i mean it's a good game for your buck i guess yeah i guess so you buy one assassin's creed game play it for six months um but ancient egypt's rad i don't have an xbox one x i just have a regular xbox one so Mm. i don't get all the cool 4k hdr which i guess a lot of people are saying it's like one of the best looking games on xbox one x um but it's fun to just climb towers again and and hide in the you know hay and parkour take out guys yeah parkour (laughs) Um, Uh, what's your best kill you've gotten so far I mean, I've just started it, so I there are like five guys sneaking on my friend's house. So you got to go in the bushes and take them out. So I did the jump down mm-hmm. off the roof and smack the guy in the head. That oh, one's nice. always fun. Um, I've also been playing uh, South Park. I want to finish mm. that. How far are you? I am. So I, I'm on night two. I want to say it follows a similar uh, setup to the first game where it's three nights. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, I'm at night two. I I want to finish it. It's a lot of fun, but it's just. Yeah, the bot the battle system is really slow, hmm. so I just don't know if I'm going to be motivated enough to finish it. You're playing on the easiest difficulty yeah, possible, I, right? I try to find the easiest difficulty. Right. I play that and at then it. lower it because be- I'm yeah I'm not an idiot, so I'll never play on hard. Right, like okay. idiots. Um, right. we've talked to idiots in previously on this podcast, <laughs> and they said they would play games on hard like idiots would. Right. Okay. Cool. I used to be all about that hard lifestyle, and then now <laughs> I I just play on like normal or easy just to get through the story if, if 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 i'm like bummed at the yeah if things just drag out then i'll just switch it over to easy mode and and get through the story yeah. yeah i don't think i have any interest in really playing games on hard because there's no good reason to ever do that yeah i mean challenges i mean they, they're dumb they're a waste of time he admits it <laughs> <laughs> um well, guys, should we uh, should we pop into Old Stock Corner? Or should I we, think uh, we should. Let's do it. I just thought of one other game real quick. Oh, let's what do you play? Let's hear it. Stranger Things on mobile. Oh, really? No way. <laughs> no, what is, what is that? They made a little uh, promotional thing for the uh, for the new season of Stranger Things two that was online, and so you play, and it's actually kind of a fun old um, like Super Nintendo graphics kind of you know small bit gameplay where you swap out characters, like you play as you know. I'm not super far in it, but you play as the sheriff, and then you play as one of the kids, and then like you, they each have a slingshot or a fast punch or a baseball bat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of you just kind of like hop and smash your way through town. And uh, how does it control though? It's an iOS game, right? Yeah, it's kind of you you tap on the screen to where you wherever you want to go, and you double tap to attack it or something like that. So it's uh, I mean, it's it's kind of straightforward and 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 fun, but um, I don't know, but. Just uh, just getting hyped hyped for the uh, show. It was kind of a cool way to go about it. 
Did you finish that, by the no. way? No, I only got... Uh, hmm, Don't listen probably. to our podcast. We <laughs> spoiled it. Yeah. What have you done so far in the game? Um, You're just kind of like investigating like, oh, there's a mad scientist in the school like who's collecting all this type of stuff. Just or, like the show. You just oh, fight. It's... It's, you, you, everything gets down to fist fights with everything. Right. <laughs> um, but then you go in the upside down for a little bit. And so I'm still, there's and still a lot of characters. You fist fight the monsters? You fist fight everything. <laughs> Plants, trees. And you punch everything in the upside down to death. Yeah. Just like in the show. So, and just like in the show. So it's not the plot of the seasons. I right? think it's kind of like a filler thing. Okay. Um, like, I don't know. Like, if you were a hardcore fan or something, you might be able to find additional additional things to bridge the seasons or something like that. But, Got it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like a, what's this? Oh, it's free. I'll give it a go. Cool. Well, yeah. That's good. And it wasn't worth it was what he said in the end. Was it free? <laughs> free. It wasn't yeah. worth free ninety nine. Not was... worth. If, it's, if you don't pay for it, it's not worth it. There yeah. you go. So no. If you're not dropping sixty bones on that, I don't mm-hmm. want to look at it. Sixty dollars on a mobile game or a, a <laughs> OS game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of sixty dollars, let's hop into the world of stuff. My speciality. Stock okay. Corner. Marky Stock Corner. Mm-hmm. First corner. inaugural episode. Um. Should we just kick it off with the old NT Doi, aka Nintendo? Yeah, I okay. want to know how they're doing. Let's do it. So last week, as you recall, I astutely projected that Nintendo would close the year at fifty dollars or he more. He didn't do that at all. And low end be scold. It is at fifty dollars and six cents today. That's not what that paper says. Oh, <laughs> Mark, Mark, uh. I probably got on the show to be nice. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, I brought him on the show to be mean. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're, up, they're, they're up today a little bit, but, um, you know, people are just like going mad. Analysts are going mad basically, uh, in a good way, mad hatter way, uh, about all the sales and projected sales for the switch. And people are saying, Oh, the switch is going to, um, match the Wii and sales and all this sort of stuff. I mean, that, I think that's a little ambitious. What did the Wii sell like 60 million or something or. I think it was 120 million. Oh, okay. I thought it was PS4 or PS2 sold 120 million. So if that's the case, then we sold 100 million. Okay. But it was, so, but it was it's still well. It's in there. the trip in the whatever six figures or whatever you want to call it. I think it was just so hard to get the switches and stuff for yeah. these past but months. It can't sell that way because there's not a hundred year olds that are going to buy it to play bowling for sure. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're going to lose all that casual gamer market. Your grandma's not gonna be like, oh man, I want to get this console I can play on the go. Yeah, <laughs> and then I want to do jump rope in New Donk City. All day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's just not gonna sell that much. Um, I think Nintendo's Nintendo stocks at an all time high, uh, so that's great. Um, I just don't. I think people like the business side of the people who invest into Nintendo and things like that, who are kind of disconnected from what's actually happening at the company, are gonna be disappointed when in a year from now. The Switch is, oh, the Switch has sold $30 million, hmm. but, you know, still, like, a quarter of what the Wii sold. So we'll see what happens, when, when, you know, when we get around to that time. If they sell $30 million, though, no, if they, that's yeah. still a ton. Like. No, it will be a ton. No, for sure. Um, so, so anyways, so that's basically what's going on with the Nintendo. They're at 50 bucks right now, so they're doing well. Um, probably going to continue to do well through the Christmas season, I would say, because... They have um, all the big titles, and people are going to continue to sell and buy Switches, I think, through Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like something I want to bring up in the news, but just going on what you're saying, like 
Yeah, they have. They've been doing really well with their ports as well. They've been getting last generation games. Well, I mean, Doom wasn't last generation, but mm. Skyrim's on it now, and yeah. La Noir and games like I mean, La Noir. I don't want to give it. Skyrim is like, I've been thinking about rebuying it, even at sixty dollars, just because it sounds fun to take it on the go, mm-hmm. and that's crazy because it's a game that I bought sixty dollars six years ago. Yeah, I can see the talent system and the inventory management being kind of annoying on the go. I mean, they might make it be touchscreen though, and then it's actually okay. A lot of yeah, inventory management. Everybody's everybody's favorite video game feature. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's what Bethesda loves. Oh wait, real quick about inventory management. Did you guys play uh, original? Not original Sin, but uh, Divinity. Yeah, Divinity. Yeah, you guys play Divinity? No, never did. Dude, that management inventory management was intense because you had four characters and they all had their own inventories. It was games really need to. I think like when they're making games, that needs to be up there with plot and game. Like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna have an inventory and you have to manage it at all, make it fun or useful. Mm -hmm. Because that that ruined Fallout Four for me. That made Witcher Three kind of not fun at times because I had to go back and sell when I didn't want to like do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like too many games make this thing that's like oh takes you away from what you were doing because yeah. now you have to sell funky ui or you you're yeah you start collecting all these things because you think okay i don't know if i'm going to be able to make potions with all this stuff or mm-hmm. okay no i guess that's not how this game works or like <laughs> yeah, i don't know yeah yeah for sure like if you spend 20 minutes every time you go back into town and do that stuff it's such a waste of time a oh, weight yeah. system needs to be dropped in yeah. almost all games and it's not until mm. you're older that you realize oh i'm wasting my time doing this <laughs> <laughs> this is a fetch mission with like me gathering wooden buckets and stuff to <laughs> gain an extra gold piece yeah you gotta get those wooden buckets but yeah sorry about speaking uh, of uh, gold pieces um Acti- uh, activision blizz atvi they were down a little bit today, not a whole lot, uh, about a quarter of a percent. They're trading at $63.93, still at um, relatively all-time high for Activision Blizz. Dang. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about them right now in terms of stock, but I did notice that there was another guy. I'm sure I'm, you, might, you guys might have heard about this person who spent almost $2,000 on his Hearthstone collection. There's another guy who just recently did it, or has been doing it since the game came out, and he was also saying how, oh, yeah, I spent, you know, $1,800 and I haven't received all the cards yet or there's still cards I don't oh, have. Yeah, just, I did just hear about that. Yeah. So, it, so the first guy did it because he wanted to get gold editions of every right, card. Right, I don't know if the second guy is doing it just to get all the cards now because mm-hmm. that's a real thing. Like, Maybe he is. I don't know. I. It's just like... Why? Okay, so for one, why are you doing that? <laughs> and then two, even if you were successful in getting all the cards, like, I don't know, so what does that do for you? Makes you cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a showcase kind of thing, but I, yeah, yikes. I guess. Man, I can't wait to show all my friends my <laughs> $2,000 of purchases. I bought yeah. a digital game at May the, and tomorrow. The, yeah, exactly. The, that's the funniest thing about it, because like, if you actually read all the end-user license agreements for any game, mm-hmm. they can say, and anything that you do in this game can basically end tomorrow. At a moment's notice, we can, we can shut this off and delete every asset you think you own. I in did read we'll that. Have. I do read those. In the you game. do read the EULAs? <laughs> no, I don't. Nobody, Nobody reads, reads the EULAs. They're the best part of the game. I get to those. I'm like, I'm done. After I finish, I shut the game off. Thank you. Um, Everything else is a bonus after that. Yeah, that's... Man, there's a game after this? I thought this was what I was paying the money for. Um, we'll have some news, actually, about exactly what you said. But uh, okay. it's, cool. it's tied to Disney. I don't think they have any... 
we don't. We're, they're not our stocky. No, I don't. Fo- I mean, yeah. I don't follow Disney. Just like I don't really follow Sony or Microsoft. Mm-hmm. But um, so we got Nintendo, Active V, Active We got some EA. You can look at. They're so, trash. That's the. <laughs> actually, EA is down the most of all the stocks we follow. About one percent. Still, still pretty high though. One hundred seven sixty four. Um, I guess the only thing I want to talk about in connection with EA is the fact that they pulled microtransactions from um, Battlefront, you know, Battlefront. We which, talked about that so much last week I know. because of no. It's good that you're bringing this up. Oh no, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then a lot of people, like on the business side of things, uh, like analysts and actual stock investors and things like that, they are pretty worried about EA stock performance because EA has been a pretty um, powerful stock lately in uh, as like a way to round out you know, your, your portfolio. Um, but people are really upset about all the negative press that they've been getting in connection with Battlefront and this, all that stuff. This fall has been terrible for them. Mm-hmm. They released Battlefront 2, which has had, I mean, it will pr- probably still sell like a billion copies, not really that much, but a lot of copies because Star Wars. It still sell well, sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they also released Need for Speed. You guys remember that yeah, yeah. series? Yeah. They released a new one this year. It's almost no one's talking about it because it's supposed to be one of the worst Need for Speeds ever made. Oh, yeah. That's too bad. So they are, mm-hmm. and those are their two games. Wow. So <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I it's like I, I don't feel bad for them. They're a um, massive company and they are notorious for cutting corners. And like that's what they do. Yeah. They they bank on uh, guaranteed income and revenue and stuff. And I think people are getting a little bit sick of it. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think it's like a scary thing to think that they they just we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but they bought uh, Respawn mm-hmm. company mm. who made oh, yeah, Modern yeah. Warfare Titanfall. And, and Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall. Yeah. And they just bought them for $450 because I guess a company called Nexon. Or I, I think that price is a little high. Yeah, it was. But, but I no, guess no, no, no. I, think that for, I don't think it was 450 It was 450 Are you sure? 100%. Mm. $450 million. Um, Vince Sampella's company. Anyways. Welcome to Mark's Fact Check Corner. <laughs> Mark <laughs> is going to Could you fact check that, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's 450 with like an option to earn out 450 I don't really? Think, I oh, think, okay. I, I don't think it's like guaranteed four fifty. I just saw the four fifty. That's okay, all okay. I know. Okay, so okay. if that's the case, but yeah, I, I hey, thought Siri. <laughs> <laughs> what video game recent video game company? Sorry, hold on a second, Siri. Uh, Sorry, over. Siri. We're I'll just gonna give up on Siri, this. Siri, what video game company recently sold for four hundred fifty million dollars? As my friend Brank Brian Wegener Wegener just said, she says. Please no, have her respond. She's, she's, uh, she's struggling. With that she one. gave up. She, <laughs> she's like, she's, uh, I, I give up. Are you she's, sure it's not the guy from um, from the New South Park uh, episode South Park where he just stands in the yeah. corner? Boop, the boop, boop, beep, beep. Beep, boop, beep, beep. Uh, I'll find that tune for you. <laughs> um, no, but they, they bought it for a ton, and a lot mm. of people are worried that Titanfall 3 is going to now be like, oh, you know what? There's no season pass, which is awesome, but now there was no season pass in Titanfall 2 either, but now you have to buy. Uh, you know, $60 to get all the character unlocks or you have to play for a thousand hours. Well, okay. I think EA, if there is a lesson to be learned from EA, it would have happened now in connection with Star Wars. So you can, you can give them the benefit of the doubt and hopefully they apply that. What, if they do learn anything, it'll be the bare minimum. It'll be like the (laughs) absolute lowest common denominator of what they could do. So anyways, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Who else do we got? Uh, we can do something real quick on Ubisoft. Um, nothing particular in the news, but um, their stock's up a little bit today, so 1569. Oh, great job. Them. Yeah, job. they're doing great. Uh, and then take two, um, they're they're way up. They're actually the highest price video game stock that I follow. They're at 117 
uh, 40. They're a little bit down today, but last week they had a huge jump. And like I was saying last week, it's in con- um, connection with their earnings. Take two. Take two. They Take are two. Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Red Dead in LA. Mm-hmm. Rockstar. So they own Rockstar. Yeah, they own yeah. Rockstar. Okay. And then another different. I actually don't know what they own besides Rockstar now. I think mm-hmm. it's Rockstar is just their biggest company. So that's okay. the only one I really Gotcha, know. gotcha. And that's it for uh, Stock Corner, unless you guys have any questions. That's, uh, that's kind of surprising. I don't know, because the last Grand Theft Auto that I knew of like, kind of tanked pretty quick once people were hacking into it and stuff. Uh, it tanked in terms of like our group of friends, but that game is... Just blew up I still? Think it's, I got. So it's actually in the NPD for like the top-selling games. Hmm. It's been What's the NPD? Uh, I actually don't know what it means, but it's like... National the, Price... Deficit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, the NPD is where they they tell you the top selling games at retail. Oh, okay. Um, and it is normally number one, hmm. even after coming out on Xbox more than two years ago. Really, it's okay. still Whoa. number one That's almost crazy. every month. It's in the top. It's been the top NPD since it released uh, on Xbox One and PS4 two years ago. But it was in there the whole time as well when it was on Xbox 360 and PS3 for the first two years. Is it is it monthly sales or yes, just like monthly. total? So people are still buying that yes. game. Yeah, so it's it's what? sometimes the top selling game of the month. How is that even Dang. possible? It's cr- it's only been like the lowest I've ever seen is thirty dollars, and it's a four year old game. Man, like it's and that's all that's rare that it drops down to thirty dollars. It must be all these like young kids coming of age or something, and it's like now mm. they can finally get an R game because that's <laughs> the one or something. Yeah, rated it, M game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's rated R. Rated R. <laughs> rated um, R for Rockstar. Also, for Rockstar. like, I mean, besides the hackers, like, they added so much to their online. Like, you can do bank heists now. You can create your own, like, maps and courses. Not, like, map, but, like, courses and objectives. You can create your mm-hmm. own free-for-all matches and they put a lot into that game. Beat and people's arms off with a baseball bat. And there's microtransactions. <laughs> and microtransactions. So they are everybody's making, favorite. Yeah. Yep. Everybody loves them. That's why people are buying this <laughs> game in droves. management and microtransactions. Everybody <laughs> loves those inventory management. Sign me up. Well, anyways, guys, that's all I got from the Stocky Poos. Uh, unless you guys have any other comments, we can exit out of this little microtransaction. No, I'm so proud of T2. T2. <laughs> uh, yeah, T2. Yeah. R2 T2. T2. R2 T2. <laughs> I love them. Well, guys, should we uh, take a little breaky poo, or should we hop into that sweet, sweet news? Let's follow your lead. I I'm okay with a tiny, tiny break. Yeah, let's take a little tiny Tim break. Hey, everyone, venture into the pop culture cosmos today, where you'll hear our conversations on different topics within the world of movies, TV, video games, comic books, technology, board gaming, and more. You'll also get a taste of some of our other shows within the cosmos as well. So come on and join us each week as we delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome. To the pop culture cosmos. And we are back. That was a great break. Yummy. Had some of that yummy, yeah. yummy pizza. Mm. Yummy. Thank you, Master Splinter. Uh, You're, sorry, welcome. Sorry, <laughs> You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. That was a good impression. That was uh, spot on, Splinter. That was spot Mark. on. Thank you, Mark, for doing yeah. the Splinter. Well, oh, that was Mark who did that? Mm-hmm. And not Brian. That not wasn't Brian. me. Not and Brian. So okay. if you guys don't like that, just remember it was Mark and not okay. me. Okay. And then rate like review that. the show. If you did like that, it was uh, <laughs> Dr. Ghana. 
Dr. Ghana. Dr. Ghana. <laughs> Dr. Ghana. She's Ghana gone. Yeah, she's a Ghana. Ghana dust. Well, here, uh, guys, this just in. There's some news that we want to talk about. Hot <laughs> off the presses. Hot off those presses. Hot off the um, Kotaku presses. No, this actually kind of could have worked. Yeah, pretty well off the Kotaku. <laughs> you are pretty much right most of the time. On this one, you are, but not on the next one. Uh, Game um, Informer. I mean, uh, thegamer.com. Thegamer.com. That's the only site we read, review, love. Hope to be someday. Is that the new um, game facts? <laughs> that is the new game facts. Is it the new game facts? I thought that was uh, no. That is game facts. Oh. Or are you talking about NeoGap? I'm making stuff up. Right oh, now. Okay. I'm not Neo, about are you talking about NeoPets? You're talking about Neo <laughs> NeoPets. I'm talking about Tamaguchi over here. Tamaguchi. You're talking about Ga- Tamagotchi. Oh, ta- Tamagotchi. 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 Okay, Tamaguchi. That could totally be a thing. This is That's a terrible like a way Tamaguchi to get into what podcast. I was going to talk. I like my thing. I'll better. switch it up and then I'll talk about the sadder stuff second. Um, the More first sadder cooler, okay. not sadder stuff, was uh, Nintendo Switch was named as Time Magazine's coolest piece of tech this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Why didn't you bring that up during the Nintendo Doys stock corner I'm section? An idiot and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's awesome. It beat the iPhone X and the DJI blah blah blah. The I don't spark. Know. The spark. <laughs> why do you think? It, what is a DJI spark? It's a tiny little drone. Pretty oh. slick. Is that the one you have? No, no, no. I have a, it's I have in a here watching one, us right now. It's Mark's... the one that's floating up right there. It's real quiet. Whispers quiet. We're uh, live streaming. Uh, I like how we're <laughs> all looking and pointing for our podcast. Well, everybody sees benefit. us online <laughs> yeah. on um, Twitter.glove. Um, why do you think it won first place? Uh, I think it's because it's the best. <laughs> oh, no, it's I... the best? Do you like the Switch? Uh, I hate it. Okay. As everybody knows on here, we're anti-Switch. Mm-hmm. We are anti-virtual console, pro-VR. Um, okay. Pro Tales of Fantasy. Oh my gosh! Um, cool. No, <laughs> I no, I, I love the Switch. Like I, you guys know that. So you, it won because you love the Switch. Yeah. That, and Time interviewed me. <laughs> Brian, uh, give us what's, the top ten. What's your top ten text? I was like, I you know, I guess the iPhone X after I had some DJI thingy that stole <laughs> it's, it's the Spark. It's the tiny Brian, little drone. Brian just struggled to name ten things that were invented this year, and this is what he came up with. And even though I like the Xbox One X, I put it at eight just so people don't think I was favorite. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, it's really cool of me, but uh, <laughs> no, I I don't know why. I think it's it's cut kind of, it's really cool. Like it's a really powerful tablet, mm-hmm. and it does something that very few things have ever tried doing. Where I mean, I was about to say consoles, but because it's a hybrid, nothing ever has really tried to do exactly what it's done. Yeah, like you can't take your. I mean, you can. No, you can't. You can't take your phone. And go home and, and you do know, a put phone it in a port call. And do a phone call. <laughs> you can't do that, man. There's no right. phone calls. You right. can't put it in a port and then just play the games that you want off it. Mm-hmm. And you can't take your Xbox with you to Dave's house and yeah. show him all the cool games you're playing. Right. Well, you and can't. Mark, yeah. Mark does. I and do. will. Does. I actively do. And he paid the $5,000 to get the screen in it that I've seen people do, where then you also have to carry around external battery pack. Oh, shoot. I don't know about that. I think have I've you... seen pictures of that like in subways. Yeah, where... yeah. <laughs> but you have to carry a 30-pound Xbox with you. Oh, my you gosh. To do that. Uh, did I tell you that when I was trying to convince my wife to get the Wii U, I told her that the, it did what the Switch does now? So I was under the impression that, oh, yeah, you can play uh, whatever, your watch TV while I play the game, and it's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. You can do that, though. On the Wii U. Yeah. Well, mm, oh. No. Oh, I forgot. You're using the Wii U as a video yeah. service as yeah, well. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, you, yeah can't you can't do, do it then. Oh. oh, man, yeah. The Wii U sucked. Oh, R.I.P. 
R.I.P. Man. I, I, well, I liked some of the games in the Wii U. But speaking Anyways. of R.I.P., I want to let you guys know about one other thing. And this was actually, I want to tie it into Hearthstone stuff earlier. There was a company called Gazillion Entertainment that worked on a game called Marvel Heroes. It's mm-hmm. like a Diablo yeah. 3 like uh, RPG action game that was free to play. And it's on uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC. And there's a really, actually, really cool podcaster named Anthony Gallegos or whatever. Gallegos? I don't know. But he's with Rebel FM. And, yeah, they Disney just closed him down this week. And so a lot of the people who were previously playing the game, I think it's open for a few more weeks or something like that, are really upset because Hmm. if they bought characters or bought anything that was free to play, bought Mm -hmm. the costumes, they just lose them. They lose hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars. Uh, we, were le- we were talking earlier about lessons learned in connection with video games. I think this is one of them. Yeah, it's just a it's a bummer though. It's, like it's it's sad yeah. that this this is one of the things I don't know if we've talked about it on here before, but games as a service, mm-hmm. it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you're putting a lot of money into digital game, you know. But yeah, I just want to bring that up because it was actually kind of a cool game. A lot of times the games that get shut down, they haven't made games in years, or their mm-hmm. game their last game wasn't successful, but. This was one that people seemed to like and was doing quite well, but I hmm. guess it wasn't doing well enough for Disney standards. So. Yeah, I don't know. I need to see some of those statistics. I need to see those, those numbers. How many of the numbers signs. on that ASAP? Sheila? Um, otherwise, though, the Newsweek was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I, I got to mention a few things. Um, the ports to the Nintendo Switch have been rad. There's been a lot of digital sales in, in you know, yeah, because Black Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Xbox and PlayStation and... Black Friday's coming, so you can find like Xbox Ones and PS4s for 180 bucks with games. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, with with the ports that are going on with the Switch, do they tend to stay like in a certain generation of video game consoles? So the Switch is underpowered compared to modern consoles like Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the most of the ports are Xbox 360 games. However, oh, okay. Doom was released on Xbox One and PS4. And it runs there. It's just lower resolution mm-hmm. and a little bit lower frame rate. But, man, yeah. the fact that they even got those things running on there is, like, mm-hmm. kind of crazy. No, mm. it is crazy for sure. It's like a high-powered iPad. Did you pick up Doom? I didn't. It, the, the fact that they're charging 60 bucks for both of these games has made me, like, I would love to buy it, but that's too high. I would just get it on Xbox One or the One that's, X. When you, you, I got it when it was 20 bucks. Yeah, I mean, playing it on the Switch seems like it be, wouldn't be as fun because, like, the point of buying something on the switch that you already could have purchased on a previous like an actual truer console is to play it on the go or like the promise of playing it on the go i would never want to play doom on the go because hmm. it unless you're playing in a dark room or something like yeah. that it seems like it'd be tough to play but a good example and i think mark was kind of hinting at this with his yeah was <laughs> uh like what if your roommate's on the tv or like tonight like my wife was watching something and i wanted to play i mean i'm yeah. a 16 year old mm-hmm. boy so it's weird i'm married right but yeah. uh like i said <laughs> emancipated boy a long time ago <laughs> um but no yeah i get that but yeah. it just seems like there are there are other games you would play in those situations yeah i don't know i i just if i had the choice i would choose not to play doom in that setting i would wait to play it when the tv was unoccupied what about on the toilet i would actually let me re, you know, amend my previous answer. Only play on the toilet, but not on the go. Nowhere else. That's where you'd want to play it. Yeah, <laughs> the scariest in there. But anyways, w- with our special guest joining us. Oh, we have a special guest tonight. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a guest He's hiding uh, up in the ceiling. Up in the oh. Raptors. It's oh. uh, in the Raptors. Did you guys the, <laughs> the Velociraptors. 
Uh, okay, so so Mark, uh, word has gotten to me through through inner office memos and other sort of uh, scuttlebutt around the office cooler. Sheila, Sheila, <laughs> namely, that uh, you've had a pretty interesting conversation with someone in the uh, in the old industry. Yeah, well, okay, so I do a lot of um, video and audio type of stuff. Uh, right now, I'm work I work on a well for the past couple of years. I've been working on a program called Road Trip Nation on on PBS, um, where I go go out on the road with a couple of students and we travel and uh, do interviews with people. You guys um, should all check it out. It's really rad. It's pretty cool. When uh, is it on? Actually, um, it depends where you're at, really. Like, cause it's it's. What's it on in California? California. It depends where in California. Where's it on the Ukraine? We're in the Ukraine, it's not on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. But you can check it out online. <laughs> Um, if you ever see a big green RV driving around anywhere, that's not a sparklets thing. That's us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So as part of the, we did a trip where we took a couple students who are interested in technology and stuff. And we did, uh, we did a trip, um, we took them out and around and we did some interviews. Um, one of the interviews, one of the interviews that we did was with Niantic. Um, there's a, story developer there um and he real worked, quick though just in case somebody doesn't know yeah, yeah. niantic 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 whatever yeah the name uh, yeah. but you know just tell <laughs> some people yeah, yeah. so tell some people about small game they if did. you played pokemon go which i did which i sucked at you sucked yeah. at pokemon go <laughs> I yeah it's a game where you I can't, can't even suck. <laughs> yeah i ran out of pokeballs did and you get hit in it by a car while looking for pokemon <laughs> or something <laughs> I ran out. Yeah, and all the all you're the, one, uh, you're dangers. the kid. You're the I, kid I am, who ruined I am it. that guy that <laughs> they have on the all clip. the warnings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Mark. I walked straight into the ocean because a squirtle was out there. Uh, a squirtle. Um, Actually, I would go over there. And for even a when his phone was it. off for some odd reason, <laughs> just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a, tend to always lean towards um, audio and 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 stuff like that too. But we did a, a pretty fun conversation with a, a guy at Niantic, 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 and um, he's All the. Of them. <laughs> um, he they also had another game there called Ingress. Um, pretty much what Niantic really does cool is like you use your phone and you can interact with the world around you and do like some kind of. Um, yeah, interacting with your real environment through the camera or something. But this other game that he specifically worked on, um, Ingress, is kind of like a big global spy thing where they've got a bunch of like agents throughout kind of the country, and they're all figuring out some kind of uh, clues and 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 like there's a story that's kind of unraveling as they play it. Um, do you play it with other people? You play yeah. it with other people kind of like collectively. Like there'll be certain events and stuff like a warp gate's opening in this area or something. And like uh, uh, I, I haven't really played the game myself a little bit. I just kind of opened it up and browsed around. Mm -hmm. But but they have like main characters and stuff and that they have every day they're writing content for this game that, oh, wow. that you play. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It actually preceded um, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's another augmented reality game. Yeah, totally. I was going to ask. It sounds like so it. So, cool. yeah, mm -hmm. like you can go to my parents' house, which is a capture point, mm -hmm. and yeah. you have to go there and try to get that spot away mm -hmm. from like the other people there. Now, yes. does this coincide with the red dots that are on the map? Like when you look to see if there's a predator in your neighborhood. I was, I was I'm wondering because, you know, your parents have a red dot. So. Wow. We, yeah. think so, we think so alike because I was thinking that. Yeah. Don't um, see him on my parents. 
but yeah, no, I, I think all that augmented reality and stuff <laughs> is, is really Sorry, fun. Mom. You're good. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Wagner. <laughs> She's our number one listener, guys. Now we have zero listeners. She's reservation for Jerry? She has reservations for Jerry and Cam. Oh, wow. She's I really screwed the pooch tonight. She made two <laughs> iTunes accounts to rate us. I love the choices, too, of those names. So, so uh, Mark... Um, any special words of wisdom from your friend at Neon Tech? Oh man, um, geez, it was it was um, it was a fun, it was kind of like a fun get to get to know him um, type of type of situation. Um, but it, it just really gave me a whole new appreciation. I've I've just been thinking more about augmented reality type of stuff. Um, you just kind of see it coming now more like even outside of games there's like bringing it into architecture and like oh, yeah. like okay we'll hold up hold up your phone and look at the skyline that's what your building will look like in the midst of the skyline and, and cool. all that kind of stuff um so it's just it's just like getting around more and more and i i always get to thinking like with pokemon go or something and you kind of make your your little cafe or place of business if it like becomes a pokestop or something mm-hmm. like that that just kind of seems like the way that advertising of the future can go like mm-hmm. pokemon go it's like then maybe the an early phase ingress is like an early phase in all this augmented reality type of stuff but or public libraries public libraries <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i saw advertising when i was driving when pokemon really? go was out like oh yeah come catch pokemon here at the Huntington right. beach public library yeah yeah i remember that I just see it as like a big thing where in the future you're going to probably not too far out. You're probably going to see like people who run these companies or shops or spots like paying Neantic like Google or something to like, okay, can you make my place a little bit more prominent on the, Mm -hmm. on the thing? And then that's like how you can control people's foot traffic and and things like that. I just think that whole idea is pretty fascinating on just like, because it's what people kind of want and what they'll do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, for sure. That's really rad. Since yeah. you're a big audio guy, before we get to the, the main oh, event yeah. tonight, I was curious, um, what is something like audio related to games that you like, man? Okay. Yeah. So I do um, a lot of, yeah, part of the stuff I do on the show is I do like recording and Foley work and stuff like that. And I, I get music for our programs and things like that. Um, Foley work is maybe some of my favorite stuff is where like if there's what's a, Foley work? Yeah, if there's a, if there's a video that doesn't have sound, um, I go and make the sound for it. Mm. Um, so like say if you're watching a movie and there's somebody running through the forest with a bunch of leaves or something, mm-hmm. um, the there's usually a guy or a group of people working together and like rough rustling leaves to match the movie oh, right. or something like that, like stomping or like if there's a horse or something, they'll be you know, mm-hmm. clapping two coconuts together to make horse <laughs> sounds or something like that. Is that from a, a movie? la Monty Python, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I kind of wanted to like pose the question to you guys: if there was any games growing up where like they had certain sound effects, or like if you heard a certain sound, like immediately you get transported, or you mm-hmm. go like, I've got to have that as a cell phone ringtone or something like that. Like where, hmm. like. I'm curious. Uh, Do you have one? 
I've got one that I hate, but I'll always remember. <laughs> I, I, that's the, accepted. The noises in Banjo Kazooie that all the people make. Oh, when they I talk. Used to, I used to love it as a kid. <laughs> but I played, that's pretty good. I played. That is actually it. I played ukulele recently, which uh, I like. And uh, Dave specifically mentioned how much he loves. Yep. He kickstarted it. I love it as much as Donna loves the art style of Blizzard. Yes, yeah, that is. Those are both <laughs> things that both of these people love. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they do that noise, and you couldn't skip it. And I realized, like, yeah. nah, this Should isn't good. Did you fast good. forward it at all? Like, no, no, you like you couldn't skip yeah. the noise. Oh my they gosh. added that feature later, so I haven't oh. gone back to the game yet. <laughs> but like, nothing yeah, can make me turn off a video game faster. Yeah, like, and, like, or bad audio faster than bad audio. Yeah, or a podcast. And. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just had to add something bad. I was trying to think, what's the worst thing you do? I'm snort noises. Um, no, but like that, there's like a character that burps in Banjo Kazooie, mm-hmm. like yeah, as his Captain talk. Blubber in the second. Oh world. yeah, and I remember I was playing the game. I was living at home at the time. It was only 21 guys, okay, so don't worry about it. I was living at home at the time. You're 16. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was. Uh, <laughs> you were like two. 10 at the time. <laughs> Um, but no, I was upstairs playing the game. My mom was there and she was like, what, can you shut that game off? Like, it's so disgusting. <laughs> and I'll never forget that being like, mom, it's a character noises that they make. And then realizing, man, this sucks. Like, I should have just done beep, 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 beep or something better. Yeah. Mark, what is yours? I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, the Star Wars sounds are all super yeah. iconic and stuff like that. That's not mm-hmm. quite video Shadows game. of the Empire, you mean? Yeah, I'm no. It started from a movie though, so I'm going to disqualify yeah. that. Okay. Um, I mean Zelda is pretty, pretty oh. like. Hey, listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> the I heard the, like the chest open. Ba-na-na-na. Oh yeah, that's yeah. such a good sound. Those are great. Stuff like that. Um, I love the hook shot when it uh clicks into something mm-hmm. like, and it I don't know it sounds like a really cool like yeah. chunky sound when mm-hmm. it makes a connection. I love that. When noise. it doesn't though, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that noise. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I also lo- do the sound effect of the um, the re-dead when you're wandering around the city as- after you become an adult. It's like, oh, oh yuck. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's oh, creepy. I hated that as a little kid. Yeah. Me too. Um, but I, I think another one, and going back to the orange box and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say Valve that. Valve does an amazing, mm-hmm. like, I think that was one of the things when I was in high school when Half-Life 2 came out, and mm-hmm. I was... I think just the soundscape of it um, before I even bought the game. So I I am kind of a late video game adopter, actually. Um, and what are you talking about? You still play an Xbox 360? Oh man. no no no! I mean, That's I recent. mean, I came in, I came into video games pretty late. Um, in 64 though, right? I had a 64, but it was kind of as it was going out of fashion a little bit. Um, in but 2010. I yeah. <laughs> um, but when. Before Half-Life 2 came out, I was online looking at the lore and all that kind of stuff. I thought, this is rad. I just remember playing a little bit of the first one and just thought, oh, this is kind of funny. Like, there's stuff rotating in the microwave oven. Everybody's head's super square and things like that. But mm-hmm. then um, when, you know, Half-Life 2 came out, just the soundscape of it all where it's like you got little beeps and whirs and stuff i hear them in my head right now or just like the <laughs> garble in the bark the, oh the, yeah the cops and yeah, the those gas guys are so masks cool. and stuff like that yeah that intro like that little so chirping of their uh-huh. walkie talkies yeah, little walk yeah, yeah. Oh, so rad the soundscape of the that game yeah um 
that yeah. whole game is just yeah. awesome. The whole game's masterfully yeah, done, but I just agree. the attention to sound. I always, I always kind of like really appreciate mm. it when people give that type of detail to uh, sound, which is really immersive. Um, no, totally. Uh, yeah, you, you actually mentioned all the games that I was going to mention, like Zelda <laughs> and Half-Life 2. Uh, I think the only other game that I will mention is um, either DK Country 1 or mm. uh, Mario Super World or Mar- Super Mario World for mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. Those are also great games. Just all the jumping sounds, the mm-hmm. the really like I just love the sound when you get a mushroom. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool like I don't know, such a cool song. Donkey sound. Kong, I would say it's primarily the music that. But it has makes good yeah. sounds too. Though. Like sounds all too, like but... the when you jump on the alligators. Yeah. And um, like some really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like whatever like <laughs> yeah. they all make different yeah. noises. We all the make big one. Three yeah. <laughs> And just, uh, I love that, like, when you get Rambi. I don't know. There's just, like, really cool, like, like a- the animal noises sound like they actually, and actually, this is true. Uh, when they when they did the, at least the art art design, they went to the zoo and, like, drew all the animals and stuff like that. So I'm assuming mm. they also did it for the sound. I that, don't know for sure. That reminds me of this really cool video I saw for when they were making Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was getting that convinced, uh, mixed up with Red Dead Revolver. Mm. Red Dead Redemption, anyways, where they were recording the audio and they record this trumpet into like a cymbal case or not a cymbal oh. case like a a drum case like the top of the little yeah. drum mm-hmm. to get this really really cool sound and i'll never mm. be like hmm. watching that video before just like like how incredible their sound work was mm. but mm. Yeah, I, I know it's kind of a little off topic but uh, i was just thinking I mean, about how yeah, it's not at all that was it's yeah. totally we weren't even talking about sounds guys <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about butt noises for a long time <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting okay. question. I, I, yeah, I haven't thought about it, but yeah, what video game has the best fart sound? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Shoot. Probably Conquer's Bad Fur Day. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> which is probably all fart sounds. Probably. For every... I played like probably three hours of that game. It was, it was pretty fun. But... Is it actually fun? Is it just like a three D platformer, whatever, sixty four trash? So it's not. So here's the thing: it's less fun than those because mm-hmm. it's not a collectathon. Okay. Mm. So it's a linear three D platformer where you go around and do quests and it is kind of fun and irreverent but because it's so old i played on the xbox one because mm-hmm. they had like a 20 dollars yeah the rare bundle. yeah rare collection and because it's so old it doesn't hold up well mm-hmm. like you're doing these quests they're mm-hmm. like super you know obscure and you don't even know what you're trying to get so i had to go on guides like online for like figure out go through guides the whole time so that to me that's like not a fun thing i don't like I mean, going online no. for games anymore. how does the irreverence of it hold up like i'm obviously there's no shock value to yeah. you anymore that's but... that's what i mean like it was it was yeah you know it was like i could see oh man back in the day this must be shocking mm-hmm. but today i was like yeah it's actually pretty clean you know yeah. like i saw it, i'm like yeah there's a guy made of poop he's not bad there's <laughs> is that what it is it's all potty humor it's not it's like sexual? potty humor the sexual humor is like she's got a large chest Sears, you got a large chest. <laughs> that's literally about as dirty oh, as it gets. He's okay, like, I'd like to pollinate her. And that was that's a bee going to a flower that has a large chest. And that's that is like as a kid I remember this game like being the holy grail, like, oh yeah. you can't play this. This is M rated to the max. I thought it was oh, A man. actually. No way. <laughs> and I can't even I almost can't believe in today's standards it wouldn't even get him. There's no nudity. No, there's none no, of this other stuff. No. So that's so funny. I just, yeah, it was. It's fun. It's an interesting game, but it's not exactly great to play. <laughs> Mark, sorry, we bogarted your no, audio. I was moments. Done. Did you have I... any other questions on audio stuff? Um, that's a cool thing yeah. to think about. Okay, yeah. How do you think the uh, podcast's going? <laughs> so far, 
so great. So far, so great. We listen to you, friends in Ukraine and China, and we know what you like. Yeah. We are going to do a whole episode of just Dota 2 replays. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's all I was thinking, but that's Brian, cool. you had a you had a fun point earlier since we're getting to the tis the tis the most wonderful time of the year. Ooh. Um, yeah, what was the uh, I you had a phrase well, a Davey, way. Mm. you got us. What are we doing, man? What's our topic oh, of the day? Davey. I guess we'll talk about holiday games. Yeah. <laughs> what is... <laughs> so the main thing that I... And I brought this up to the group, and I was like, hey, can we do this? And they're like, no, you idiot. And then they finally agreed after I arm wrestled them. It's not very PC. Everybody, I just want to let you guys know I arm wrestled them all, and I won. Mm-hmm. And I arm wrestled them both together, and I was right. that strong. Mm-hmm. So don't ever check who I am online. Yeah. Um, anyways... Uh, <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually <laughs> announce this because it was my idea, and I arm wrestled both of them for it mm-hmm. and didn't win. Arm wrestled us was for here, the he idea. He actually arm wrestled someone in China. He did. That's another story for another time. Oh, Maybe, but he yeah, arm wrestled a stranger, and it was the funniest. Under what cool. circumstance? Um, I think a, a a guy walked up to him and said, "You got you look strong." <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. He lost. <laughs> Nathan yeah. lost. Yeah, he's this super small dude, and he just totally took. <laughs> super small. Arm wrestle was weird too, though, because it was in the air. Am yeah, I yeah. right? It wasn't. Yeah, like... I think it was just like different, like kind of, you know, different countries, different techniques, kind of a oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Technicalities. He, so, yeah. Nathan had to play by Chinese rules, and he just didn't know how to do it. Go, man. He couldn't hack it. Home, uh, home court advantage. Yeah. So Dave tied that into holidays for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. So, so Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving. We want to talk about our favorite holiday memories in association with video games. Is that correct? Am I understanding that properly? Yee. Why don't you kick it off for us, Frank, so we can get okay. a lay yeah, of the frame land? It. Okay. Frame it for us. What I was thinking about is almost every year since I've been a kid, I've associated holidays with video games like when i when we were in high school i played half-life 2 like the like most of thanksgiving eve after Man, my dinner getting a lot of shout outs this episode yeah it was, <laughs> it was it was an awesome game i remember yeah, actually yeah. that is one of the first conversations i had with dave on the phone we were both playing half-life 2 i don't remember that but that sounds like yeah, a good conversation it was before chess club and so everybody knows <laughs> on this podcast we're not nerds at all yeah ch- <laughs> chess club chess yeah club, it's a conquer's bad fur day reference club oh, yeah <laughs> but uh no and then um previous years i had played my metroid prime i remember playing that and i was I was sick. That's the and GameCube so, one, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was like the first person adventure. It was really cool. That was a good game. And I'll always remember like associating that game with like holidays, but also like I got like motion sickness from it, mm. which was a weird mm. thing I don't get from most games. But um, yeah, most years like last Thanksgiving, not even last Thanksgiving. I don't even think I have a game I played last Thanksgiving, but <laughs> Thanksgiving before I played Fallout 4. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think of is like, yeah, I went and I played this awesome game and then I went and spent time with my family and I'll always remember those game playing experiences so i was wondering if you guys have any associated with either thanksgiving or christmas since we're around that time or hanukkah or or hanukkah or kwanzaa Kwanzaa. or uh i don't another one uh jehovah's witnesses birthdays that we just had that actually a couple yeah we did you always remember the fifth of november right yeah Yeah. the fifth okay um mark do you want to take it i don't i think you got to go first okay i'm I'm brainstorming on this one sure you got it so I don't have any specific Thanksgiving holiday gaming memories. I know Brian had like 10 just now. Mm-hmm. Um, duck but Hunt. Duck Hunt, especially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big Game Hunter. Mostly hunting games. Cabela. <laughs> yeah. Cooking games. Cooking game. Mama, cooking Mama. 
you guys remember Cooking Mama? Cooking Mama? No, I don't Cooking remember. Cooking Mama that. is a game that did exist. It was on Nintendo DS and oh Wii. Oh my gosh. Uh, I played on mobile, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Cooking Mama, really Cookie Mama Light. Cooking Mama Light. <laughs> Locale. So, what holiday games do you. Can, uh, holiday yeah. holiday games for me are WoW. I, I played a lot of WoW over Christmas break. Mm. Uh, I remember some of the greatest times of my life were that six week winter break during uh, in college. Yeah, um, in between semesters, mm. it was so great. Played tons of WoW. So every whenever I, part of the reason why I play WoW now is just to kind of like take a little boost of nostalgia and connection with Christmas. Yeah. But my ultimate favorite Christmas memory or favorite video game holiday memory has to do with getting Zelda Ocarina of Time on Christmas morning, running around Kokiri Forest with yeah. my dad and my little brother so cool. uh, on Christmas Day, and yeah, it was just the best. Like that music gets me all like thinking about Christmas time and stuff. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah, I think I I I'd probably be on a similar boat, although it was a a friend of mine that had Ocarina of Time and I I was always the type of person who would enjoy watching people play games. And that was definitely one where you could like see things happen. I mean, it'd be frustrating if they swipe at the wrong time and hit the Skultula <laughs> right in the face, but um yeah, that's that I think Ocarina of Time Zelda is really great one. Um for some reason, the one that kept popping back in my head, and is never a game I own. Again, I'm just watching people play it. But Star Wars Pod Racing, I remember playing <laughs> it in a in a family uh, like there's a uh, some family friends playing it in their den in Colorado in the like in the cold and stuff. So we'd go and in, go inside and play video games and stuff. I think that's why I have that memory. But hmm. yeah, that's um, why I think of like Donkey Kong Country too. I remember playing that Christmas either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day night. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like, opening it, playing it, and then getting the Honey World. You remember that, oh honey, like, gosh, in the, the amusement park? so cool. The music oh, is man. so amazing for that, too. Yeah, so that's, that's when I when I brought this up, that's, like, kind of what I was thinking about. I even remember St. Patrick's Day in college. I was playing <laughs> Resident... Obscure Holidays, <laughs> yeah. getting down there. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 5. And I remember, like, people... Because <laughs> I was over the age at this time. They're like... Uh-huh. Why aren't you going out drinking? Like yeah. somebody's uh, harassing me. I'm like, there's alligators in these waters. Okay, this is Resident Evil. <laughs> these these waters I gotta guys. kill these alligators. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's just cool when you associate like games with like Super Mario 64. I'm sure. If oh you yeah, know, like mm-hmm. that's Christmas always time. like yeah, hol- yeah sure. holidays time. Like okay, can you guys think of any holiday specific games where the game actually takes place? Home Alone. Kingdom Hearts. Home Alone the game. Yeah, Kingdom Home Alone the game. Looks great. <laughs> Kingdom yeah. Hearts has a Christmas theme level and a Halloween theme level almost oh, every yeah. time. Mm. That is very hot topic-y of them. Hot topic-y. <laughs> I guess, actually, I should say Kingdom Hearts 2 has a Halloween-themed Christmas level where oh, it's Halloween Nightmare. town. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But Christmas, and then the first one's just Halloween. But, um, no, I, I. it's just amazing where game when games can like do that. Like yeah. They can bring you back to this moment. Oh, like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I do that with music too, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, the I always think of um, Bonnie Vare's Bonnie Vare. Oh yeah. I always think of Christmas time because I just started listening to it like right after one semester in law school. Yeah. Just started yeah, like getting into it. Such a good then. album. I mean, yeah. That's... You waited six months on that, you idiot. I know. <laughs> I, I I didn't even know about it. Eric yeah. just told me about it. Donna. Or uh, yeah, Donna, not Eric. <laughs> <laughs> We've never called him Eric on the show. <laughs> never once. <laughs> G. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what uh, what about you, Mark? You're about to say something. No, no. I was just gonna no. say, yeah, Bon Iver is like the most like winter, like oh, yeah. of course, yeah, season season transporting, season setting type of thing. For sure. Oh, that yeah, especially for Emma forever ago. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we this isn't game. a music cast, <laughs> but that is a great game, man. You it's play with Mario. Game. 
I don't know if I love for Emma. I mean, like st- restacks. Like I can yeah. listen to it all day. You don't day. like Wolves mm-hmm. one and two? I do like Wolves one and two. Um, Flume. I kind of like Flume. Skinny Love. I love Skinny. Yeah, I mean, love, there's just. I mean, we're talking. But I don't <laughs> love. I don't really like for Emma that much. Uh, yeah, single. for Emma's whatever. Yeah, yeah. that song yeah, is not yeah. the best. Um, Video game that takes place in snow. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Donkey That's Kong. what. All yeah, all the Donkey Kongs have a snow. Mm-hmm. Mario sixty four, where yeah. you help the penguin. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the slide. Penguin, the oh penguin my God. Slide. There it is. Yeah. That's Diddy Kong Racing has a little snowy. Oh, oh yeah, I they have a great. Game. They have a great That's holiday a level. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's awesome. I got that on my mom's birthday though, so that was November before Thanksgiving. So I'll never oh. associate that with. You holidays. got that on your mom's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I just want to touch on that real quick. I don't remember if I like rented it oh, from Blockbuster. Little but... baby Brian will cry if someone else gets a present. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was only 10 at the time. Oh, remember like it was yesterday, <laughs> six years ago. Yeah, I'm only six years ago. <laughs> uh, that's uh, awesome. How do you guys feel? Oh, my gosh. Okay. We, we ran out of questions. And <laughs> oh, wait. Arthur, about... Arthur, you're going to no, go no. somewhere with that? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess that's it, guys. I mean... Um, that was a good show. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mark. It was great having you. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it was. Wasn't I'll be here next having week. Having me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're just always here, so whatever. Um, I live here. <laughs> Brian lives in my garage. <laughs> Not even the main part, like the back part of it. Can you just give everyone your address real quick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, guys, just want to touch on those housekeeping items one more time. Please rate and review the show. That'd be awesome. Contact us on our Gmail, superbscast at gmail.com. And then Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Cool. That's, uh, to us people that can feel things, it, it, uh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts.